106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. in a hotel in Florida because our county is being hit first with Hurricane Ian. But remember when Joe Biden said this? If you're in a state where hurricanes often strike, like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas, a vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. Everything is more complicated if you're not vaccinated in a hurricane or natural disaster hits. A vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated. Does that mean that his administration is planning on discriminating against people that are unvaccinated during a natural disaster? I can safely say Joe Biden is the worst president we have ever had. According to the report, the Ukrainian officials stole not just a small amount, but listen to this. They stole all, all of the aid. Like, they didn't even leave a box. They didn't even leave a scrap for their civilian. You told the leader of the Taliban that in no uncertain terms, you would obliterate him. Abdul, I did, I did. Didn't you at one point tell him, I know exactly where you are, and give him the exact coordinates where he was? No, I sent him a picture of his house. I'm the liberal in this debate, okay? I'm for free speech. To be a liberal, you have to stand up for liberal principles. It's not my fault that the part of the world that is most against liberal principles is the Muslim part of the world. There have been studies. We have facts on this. Treatment of women. They studied 130 different countries. 17 of the bottom 20 were Muslim countries. In 10 Muslim countries, you can get the death penalty just for being gay. They chop heads off in the square in Mecca. Well, Mecca is their Vatican City. If they were chopping the heads off of Catholic gay people, wouldn't there be a bigger outcry among liberals? I ask you. Christia Freeland, the deputy prime minister of Canada, two weeks ago had the unmitigated and I would say quasi-demonic gall to announce publicly that $8 a gallon gasoline in Canada was actually probably a good thing because Canadians should be reminded nonstop just how severe the climate crisis is every time they fill up their cars. And that's perfectly bloody fine unless you're living on the edge of your economic capability. And the fact that you can't afford to fill up your car anymore puts you into unemployment and food deprivation in relationship to your children. And that's in the rich West. And so when you hear these bloody globalist, globalist utopians talk about the necessity for higher energy costs, you remember that that comes directly at the cost of the world's poor. Thank you, California. Thank you all very much for being here tonight. God bless you. And the best is yet to come. Thank you all. And the best is yet to come. Thank you all. Remember when gas prices were going down recently? It felt so good. But that lasted, what, a couple of weeks? Now they are skyrocketing again, about to hit a new record high. People are angry, frustrated, and demanding answers. Just filled up two days ago, $100. Now I'm filling up again, $100. It's crazy. I have a company, I have a, a van, a Chevy van like this. Every two days, $150. It's nuts. Making California a place of opportunity, safety, and affordability for everyone. My bills, my bills with the gas and the bills. 
It's hurting. Take a look at how much it costs Nikki to fill up here. 105. 105. I say that's the California way. It's it's just ridiculous. Even the camera guys giving you the fist today. Yeah, this is just amazing. I mean, we're breaking records every day. Here we are in South El Monte at a gas station, a shell station this morning. 649 here for regular unleaded. I'm pissed. And it doesn't have to be that way. Keep your vehicle well maintained. Make sure your tires are properly inflated. Don't overload your car with materials or equipment. And finally, don't speed or floor it when a light turns green. This was a mistake. You should leave. Way ahead of you. Uh, this is the most expensive. I've lived here for since 72. LA used to be a paradise, and now it's unlivable. Come with me if you want to live. Or join us in California. Hell no! Things are gonna get worse before they get better. This is Lou Benninger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio. This is 184, episode 184, and it will show up on October 8th, 2022. Working on it, we all of our schedules are kind of changed up this year, this this week, because uh, our technician Tanner and his wife took some time off, so everybody's adjusting to make everybody happy and make everybody's life better. So I'm in the middle of the day here. Normally I'm an evening guy, but I'm in the middle of the day. It's a beautiful day in Northern California. We're up here in Yuba County on the left coast, and uh, it is a gorgeous day out. And uh, that's all that's gorgeous about California is just the weather. And uh, since God is in charge of that, uh, you can kind of see why that's good. But uh, the government's in charge of everything else, and you can see why that's bad. This is called uh, uh, California right now, and uh, many of the policies of California are, are what I used to wonder about when I used to spend a lot of time in China, Laos, and Vietnam, all communist countries. And now uh, I thought, oh, you know, back in the day, I thought, well, we're really having an influence over here, maybe what we couldn't do militarily will happen through other means. And now, uh, instead of them becoming more like us, we are becoming more like them. And it's beginning right here in California, or some people call it uh, Calenzuela, and all those kind of things. So we're going to be here for, uh, I don't know, two to three hours. We have uh, six 20-minute talk clips with uh, segments with some clips in between. So uh you can reach out to me if you like to two ways. One is by my phone, and you can text me or call me at 530-713-1838. That's 530-713-1838. I will mention that later in regards to a project I'm working on with Dr. Cassidy later. Um, also, you can email me at lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com. Once again, uh, it's just Lou at attached to our website name, 
website name is nohostagesradio.com. That's where all of our uh, our shows, previous shows, and articles are stashed. So you can go over there anytime you want, nohostagesradio.com. But if you want to email me, just add Lou and then the at sign nohostagesradio.com. You can send me clips. You can do you can do whatever. You can criticize whatever you want. Feel free. Uh, I don't censor people. Um, so there you have it. Also, we do a live show. Uh, this show will show up, as I mentioned, and on the 8th, which is Saturday morning. It may, sh- it may show up a little late. Uh, if it shows up late, uh, we're just uh, working around vacations. So uh, that's the 8th, Saturday. And we also do a live show at KMYC. That's 1410 a.m., and uh, you can actually go to that website, usually at KMYC, 14, 10 a.m., click on the live button, and I should be there from 10 to 1, our time over here, um, on Saturdays, if, you, if you're at all interested. I know a few people uh, tap into that, uh, but I know everybody's busy. In fact, most people tell me they can't even listen to the whole podcast, which is fine with me. We're just trying to have some influence and, and get some get the word out there about a lot of various uh, projects that that uh, or topics that you may be deceived about uh with the government propaganda that is prevailing today let me see if there's anything else i think i think that is all i need to say introductory so um we're fighting a sales tax here in Sutter County. I'm sitting across the river in Yuba County. We already got lied to and ripped off with an additional sales tax here. California uh, has the highest uh, taxes of of uh, generally in the United States, if you just list all the taxes. And certainly we have the highest sales taxes. Some, some states don't have any sales tax. Uh, even with Prop 13 reducing our sales tax, I found out last night with John Cupal, we still uh, we ha- we're about 15th on among 50 states, 15th highest sales tax. Even with Prop 13 savings, and uh, in 1978, that was when Prop 13 was passed. And I was looking on uh, if you go on the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. <clears throat> website that's hjta.org uh there's a gadget i call it a gadget it's a calculator and you can click on that calculator and it'll say put in the the value of your home and you put your the value of your home and then below it will tell you how much that prop 13 the enacting of prop 13 in 1978 how much that property taxes saved on your home and i checked mine out and it had saved uh my property tax would have been 800 percent higher if it wasn't for prop 13 unbelievable so uh that by the way if you're a californian every californian should be donating or become a member of the howard jarvis taxpayers association it just costs like i think they said last night 15 or 20 or 25 dollars and and please if if somebody if I told you I was going to give you two thousand or one thousand or five thousand dollars and I just can you give me a hundred dollars back you would wouldn't you? But it's amazing to me how few people will actually donate to a cause that could save them thousands of dollars. They won't donate to it. They won't put up a sign. They won't do anything. 
but they'll go ahead when the taxes are raised, they'll pay a thousand to two thousand a year for the next ten years. That's twenty thousand dollars, right? So, for instance, with the uh, Measure A, which is coming up on the ballot on November 8, 2022, just a month away, you would think people would donate and work towards not raising the, the sales taxes. But instead, they'll let that sales tax be passed and be enacted, and they will end up paying a couple thousand dollars more sales tax for 10 years, $20,000. And yet they thought, oh, uh, isn't that a shame? Well, it's a real big shame for them, right? Even Yuba County people who do most of their shopping in Sutter County because that's where most of the stores are, although you can't vote on it, you would think you would donate to it. So Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association, it's interesting. They're a nonprofit, nonpartisan taxpayers association protecting your, uh, your revenue right, that you've earned. And they are helping fund the opposition to Measure A. And you know how you know how Measure A is being funded? It's being funded by your tax dollars. In other words, Sutter County took your tax dollars from you, and then they turn around and use your tax dollars to get you to convince you to give them more tax dollars. The Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of California says that's illegal. And if that's happening in your jurisdiction, wherever you are listening from today, uh, and that's uh, since it's a podcast, you can listen it from anywhere. That's happening all over the United States as politicians are uh, spend a lot of their time looking for ways to take more money for their people. You'd think they'd spend their time serving us, serving the public. But in their in their estimation, serving the public is getting more money from the public to do their projects. Now, as an example, I was just given this last night because I was at a meeting where John Kupal spoke, the uh, president of Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. And I was given this flyer that was mailed out, uh, paid by the taxpayers of Sutter County. And it was sent to all the residents. And uh, on one side, this is very deceptive. And this is why uh, I always say government is completely corrupt. Now, the guys on the in the government don't think they're corrupt at all. That's because the, the Bible says that there's a place that you can get to in your life where your conscience is seared. That means I've had the, the, uh, at different times I had I had bloody noses all the time. And so they said, oh, the problem is the, the blood vessels in your nose get irritated. Maybe you got hay fever and stuff and they they uh, are, get irritated and they break and you have a bloody nose. So we're going to sear them, carterize them. And so they, they fix them so they're not so sensitive or not so near the skin. They put a layer of skin over them through scar tissue. So the same thing happens in our consciousness, that if we get used to ripping people off and lying to people and being deceptive and we buy into a corrupt system, eventually we actually think dishonesty is honesty. We actually think lying is telling the truth. It's it's about the conscience. Jesus talked about it. The conscience gets seared. The conscience is no longer sensitive. It's it's God put a conscience in every one of our lives, right? And even if we don't know things like the Bible, and that there is a the law is written on our hearts. So that's when you do something wrong for a long time, you feel shame about it, or you feel like you feel dirty or you feel uncomfortable. That's good. 
right? It's kind of like a leper. I've been to leper colonies in Vietnam, and leprosy causes the end of your fingers. You lose the sensitivity of your nerves. That's one of the things that the infection, the bacteria does, is it it kills the end of your nerve endings. So when you damage your toe or your fingers or something, you don't feel it, so you don't take care of it properly, right? When you feel pain, you take care of it. You you cater to it. So if you're if you stub your toe, the good thing is, although it's really painful, it directs your attention to provide a remedy for your broken toe or your your split toe or your skim your now your strawberry on the end of your toe, right? So your conscience is sensitive for a period of time, but eventually you can override your conscience and, and pretty soon anything will do. Anything will do. So I have this flyer that is from the Sutter County uh, supervisors. And on one side, it's, it's, a, it's a fraudulent flyer. It's a lie. The entire flyer is a lie. It's deceptive. So on one side, it makes it, it, makes it look like they're really concerned that you vote and that, that you're so stupid that you have no idea uh, that Election Day is on Tuesday, November 8th, Right. And it reminds you that you can actually register to vote um, up to October 24th. You know, it it tells you this thing, right? But then about halfway down on one side of the page on the front, it says, in addition to statewide items, your ballot also includes one countrywide item, countywide item, measure A. And then it goes on. It said it's for essential services. Now, let me tell you what essential services is to the supervisors. They think anything they do, like if they fart, they think that's an essential services. If they jerk off, that's an essential service. If they have sex uh, with an underage person, that's an essential service. If they if they uh, self-deal themselves some money or some influence, that's an essential service. So if they tell you that it's hot outside and you need to drink water, that's an essential service. If they say you can get free condoms at the health department, that's something that you couldn't have figured out on your own. Uh, if they said, if they tell you to don't uh, screw a sheep, somehow they figure that they, you don't know that either. In other words, they, since they became supervisors, even though they were just farmers or real estate people or just thieves before, they think that because they're a supervisor, now they're, they become godlike. And that they're, whatever they say is somehow anointed. And so uh, they're, and then they say, we're going to levy a one cent sales tax. Now that's just a complete lie, people. Do you, when they say to you, you ask how much is a sales tax in this county? They never say six cents. They say it's 6%. They say it's 7%, 8%, 10%, right? They don't say cents. They only say a penny or a cent when they're trying to deceive you to do something that's going to damage you. Normally people don't do something that's going to cause their family harm unless they're deceived. You understand that? You ever been deceived, sold some, uh, maybe you bought a car. The guy says, Oh, it's in great shape. And it, it was in bad shape. They deceived you. Or they said, can you front me the money? I'm going to come over and work tomorrow. They never came. This is what the county supervisors are doing. They said by levying a one cent sales tax for nine years. And, uh, oh, they're going to require audits. That's a lie. They're going to require citizens oversight. You know, citizens oversight means nothing. It absolutely means nothing. It's a, 
It's a fraud. It's a joke. You know, it's not a joke on the supervisors. It's a joke on the citizen because the citizen's oversight has nothing to do. If, if all the citizens threw a fit about how they spent the money, you know what difference that would make? Just take your thumb and your finger and make a zero and just hold it right in front of your eye. It makes no difference at all. There's not going to be any public review. Why? If, if you have no input on how they spend the money, what good is a disclosure of spending? I'll give you an example. These guys don't even at the supervisor in Sutter County have not even told you how they're going to spend the money. You know, you know why they haven't? Because they had, they don't really care and they don't have any idea. They're going to just spend it all over the place. You think, Oh, I just saw a fire. I didn't say a, see a picture of Steve Ponzi scheme Smith on, on the uh, big four by eight placards advertising for it and say, we need, we need to pay for Steve's pension. We don't see that because nobody cares about Steve's pension. It's a ripoff, right? We, nobody, nobody wants to pay Steve's salary at $330,000 a year. So, uh, you know what they put on there? They have a picture of a fire engine and they, like, if you're driving down the road and you have a five-year-old boy in, in the car seat next to you and you say, Johnny, look at that sign over there. They're going to raise, see that says raise taxes. You see, do you know how to say that? He said, yeah, I know how to read that. And he says, what do you think that's for? And when they have an icon of a fire, fire truck and a police car without saying fire and police, what do you think Johnny's going to say? This guy's got a five-year-old maturity. What do you think Johnny's going to say when he sees a sign? He says, well, that's for, that's for mom. That's for police and fire. Now, listen, people, if you're so stupid if you're such a, uh, if you've got Stockholm syndrome, if you've been pimped out so much by the supervisors and you actually believe that they're going to take your tax dollars and take care of police and fire, and you're going to have more police on the streets and you're going to have a better fire system that I feel sorry for you. I'm, I don't ever say I'm sorry because I'm not sorry for anything I say. I mean what I say and I say what I mean. And I put my money where my mouth is. And I'm telling you that they are liars. They were liars the day they got on the board of supervisors because they they are just running. They just are new people. They're just changing seats with the people before them. And they're running a corrupt system. That's true all the way across the United States. I'm going to talk about corruption in a little bit. So they throw in all the hot, hot button things. Who doesn't want to support a sheriff? Who doesn't want to support their veteran? Who doesn't want to stop a wildfire? By the way, where are wildfires in Sutter County, right? Who doesn't want to? Oh, they're going to close all the fire stations. Let's close a fire station or two and see how bad it gets. I think we should try it. I think we should close the health department and see if our health deteriorates. I'll guarantee you it won't. I, we could close the building department and see if all the buildings fall down. They won't. The reason is we don't need a lot of what they offer. So on the back of this fraudulent flyer is you think, oh, you look at it the first. Oh, it's election day. I, I had no idea that we were going to vote in 2022, let alone on November and the 8th. Then you flip it over, and it's an entire—they the, printed the entire resolution, which I think is total nonsense. Uh, it's a lie. All it is is a form. Uh, 
uh, a fancy way of lying. It's called Resolution 22057, the entire back of this form. Now, you know what they did is they justified informing you about the election and paid for this thick, glossy mailer that cost ten fifty, probably probably cost $20,000 to mail this out. And the whole thing is a hustle. They got two-thirds of the entire front and back, the 100% of the back and a half of the front of pitching Measure A. It's a lie. Please vote against it. And uh, they'll survive just fine without it. They need, you know something, we, we don't just keep giving people money when they outspend themselves. We don't do that anywhere else in our lives but with politicians. You can go to Sutter County says no.com, Sutter County SAYS says no.com, and you can, uh, or, or you can get signs. We have there's signs to be put up in your yard. They don't cost anything. If you donated, they wouldn't turn it down, but you can go to Sutter County says no.com, or you could just dial 530 632 6195 and ask for Liz. She will help you get get whatever you need to fight this. Please. Please, please do not give them more of your tax dollars. 1%, just think about it. You buy a car and you buy a car anywhere in the world, they're going to charge you an extra 1%. Well, Lou, what impact is that? Well, if you buy, say, $50,000 worth of cars uh, in a year, it's going to cost you $500. Maybe you buy one for your family. Maybe you buy one for a teenager, another one for a teenager, and all adds up to about $50,000. I didn't say you spent all the money. I said you just bought them, right? Then you paid that kind of tax for Sutter County. We'll be right back in our second segment. White teachers are laid off first. Why? This provision is, quote, to remedy the continuing effects of past discrimination. Now, Minneapolis, with the approval of the teachers union, has a new policy. When they have layoffs, they're not going to lay off by seniority. They're not going to lay off by who's the least competent. They're going to make sure that white teachers are laid off first. Can you explain further why both the school district and the teachers union felt that this was an important and necessary change? Well, our number one priority is what's best for students. And what's best for students is having people in front of them who they can count on, who have the experiences and skills that um, they can also see themselves in. That's a fancy way of saying black teachers should be standing in front of black students, Hispanic teachers, should be standing in front of Hispanic students. What? After Europe approved the COVID vaccine for kids, excessive deaths among children increased by 755%. Recent studies now prove that the COVID vaccines are being transmitted to children through the vaccinated mother's breast milk. A recent Harvard study shows that the COVID vaccines are far more dangerous than COVID-19 itself. 
and the CDC has quietly acknowledged all this. All of these facts were once explicitly labeled false by the mainstream narrative. The awakening masses are now aware that these experimental vaccines are deadly and that we are all being lied to, but we still don't know what these mysterious poisons are doing to our bodies. Macroscopic research has shown us that some of these vaccines contain graphene oxide and what appears to be self-assembling nanotech. Morticians have found massive inorganic so-called clots growing inside the vascular systems of the deceased vaccinated. And the FDA has been using transhumanist slogans to push the latest COVID booster shots. So it isn't surprising that people are now questioning the vaccine when it comes to a strange new phenomena being captured by security cameras from around the world. Several videos show people suffering from the same strange attack. First, they act as if they see something over their shoulder, compelling them to turn their head. As the head turns, the body follows. An arm lifts as if to point at what they are seeing. Their body then spirals into collapse and begins to spasm. turning their head to see something and then spinning into collapse. videos do not appear to be a hoax. And if they are not a hoax, then what is this? It has people speculating about 5G and has others thinking about CERN. Whatever it is that is going on, we are still injecting this deadly poison into the young bodies of our innocent children. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. So I'm on the road, right? I'm in Reno, great gun town. So I go down to their little gun store, right? Come walking in, there's some redneck there. I'm like, hey man, I wanna get a gun. He's like, I hear you. What you looking for? What you want, Mossberg? Over under at 357 Magnum, right? Such rattling off all this gibberish. I go, look, dude, I don't know anything about guns. They terrify me, but I'm worried about the zombies. <laughs> all right? You need a shotgun. It's easy to load, doesn't have a lot of working parts, got a good spread. He kept saying that. It's got a good spread. I'm like, what does that mean? He goes, well, it means you ain't got to be that accurate. It's got a good spread. The further away you are, the more shit you hit. 
got a good spread. In fact, you got a problem over here, you ain't even got to look. You just turn, wow, that's it. You ain't got a problem over here anymore. Anything that was even remotely a problem ain't there anymore. Trust me. I know the truth about Benghazi. I was there fighting alongside five Americans who were all raised to believe that if you have a chance to save someone's life and you don't try, that's more criminal than anything else. So we fought for 13 hours and we saved lives, but we are not unique. We are no different than the Americans who ran back into those crumbling New York towers or the Americans who tackled the armed terrorists on that French train or the many faceless, nameless Americans who every day risk their lives for perfect strangers trapped in burning cars or dangerous waters. Because if they didn't, no one would. Where was that courage among the politicians who had the power to make a difference during those 13 hours in Benghazi? I am the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest place. And nothing I can say Nothing I can do I feel so bad Yeah I feel so blue Alrighty, I want to just mention a couple people. Uh, I want to mention Junk Angel. That's Ira and Gina Burroughs. I just uh, saw an article where uh, President Biden uh, honored a Coast Guard uh, lifesaver, uh, a gentleman that uh, saved the lives of several people during this hurricane. And the irony of it is they're firing him. After they honored him, they're going to fire him. because He saved all these people. Uh, dove, did all kinds of things in wild situations of the hurricane. And so they honored him. The president of the United States honored him, and now they're going to fire him because he wouldn't take the jab. Now, that exact thing happened uh, to Ira Burroughs. He served with distinction at San Francisco Fire Department. And uh, as soon as he wouldn't take the jab and jeopardize his life, uh, they fired him. So uh, he and his wife has started uh, until they can figure out what else they're doing with their life, whether to move out of California or stay here, whatever they're going to do. They started YS Junk Angel, and they are picking up and cleaning up pieces of property or houses. Or they have they have a uh, trailer rig and vehicles right to move junk and garbage and trash and all the stuff that uh, you want to make when you want to make a piece of property look really good and sparkle so they will do that for you they'll do the dirty work uh gina says we're cleaning up the world one property at a time so you can reach them at uh by text or phone at 530-329-3113 530-329-3113 and my friend israel garcia or izzy garcia as he likes to go by uh Runs Little Billy's Excavator and Backhoe Service up here in Loma Rica. That's in Yuba County. He'll serve all of uh, Yuba Sutter and throughout Northern California. And he will do whatever you need done where you need, you can't dig it by yourself. You need help of a backhoe or an excavator. They, he'll make you a pond for fire prevention or fishing or whatever. Irrigating livestock. He'll, he'll flatten out some of that hillside so you can p- put a uh, house up there or trailer or whatever. 
Whatever you need, he will do it, and you can reach him by talk or text at 530-300-6010, 530-300-6010. And then my friends out at All Power Services, Josh James and Will Fanning, they are growing leaps and bounds, and you can reach them. They will fix anything that you have, any gadget or big rig or tractor or equipment, uh, compressors, water blasters, uh, somebody asked me today, hey, will Will fill, uh, fix a uh, jet ski? I said, yep, just take it over there. All Power Services, that's at 1469 Stewart Road in Yuba City. That's south, just south of Yuba City off Highway 99. Go west towards the Buttes. You can reach him, talk or text at 530-844-0347, 844-0347, or you can email him at allpower1469 at gmail. Dot com. They're not gonna. They're not gonna hold on or, or uh, restore or keep your broken stuff. They're gonna take it. They're gonna fix it, and they're gonna give it back to you. So check them out. And uh, we got some other people to talk about, but we'll be doing it later. I wanted to talk about this article I just read. Uh, just super. Oh, let me just. I wanted to give a shout out to this lady first. I want to give a shout out at a tax meeting last night regarding Measure A. People that were there opposing Measure A, a lady uh, I heard listened to my radio show. I think she listens to the live show. She's here in Yuba City. And uh, I thought, I'm going to, and they said she's 100 years old. And I said, okay, I have not met anyone 100. I've read a lot about them, but I've never met anyone personally. So I went over and shook her hand and introduced myself. And, and she listens every week, she says. And, uh, so anyway, it was such a pleasure. And I said, man, you got an accent. And she said, yeah, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I'm 100 years old, she said, and I can't see very well. And uh, she looked delightful, very beautiful person. And uh, her name's Virginia McDaniel. And I just wanted to give her a shout out. I don't know that she listens to the podcast, but I just want to honor her. And uh, she said to me after the meeting uh, that she's very, very concerned. She said, you know, Lou, I've seen a lot in 100 years. And I'm very concerned about where the country's at today. And uh, so it's interesting. A hundred years old. Let me ask you this: When you're, if you were uh, well at a hundred, but you know you're not. You're, she said she was essentially blind. Would you come to a tax uh, meeting where we're going to taxes are going to get raised? Maybe you're 20 in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s. You're going to go vote. You're going to do anything. Are you just going to like accept whatever's going on here? Right. Uh, We're actually going to become a communist. We're becoming a communist country and California is leading the way. And eventually you won't own anything. And uh, and they're they not. It's not something that, oh, I just came up with in the middle of the night or I've read a lot of books and came to some, some conclusions. I'm telling you what they're telling us. If you're not reading it, uh, you're bad. No, I'm not sorry. I remember I said, I don't say I'm sorry. You're bad. That's your bad. And so you can sort that out with your grandkids when they curse you. As Alexander Hamilton said, it said, your consciences will reproach you for your folly. That means your stupidity and your children's children will curse you. A lot of Americans are going to have, if their children are living, they will, they will be cursing them left and right. I want to uh, make some comments about an article written by a guy named John Mirak. It's spelled Z-M-I-R-A-K. 
John Mirak, and he says, uh, watching Tony Bobolinsky on Tucker Carlson last night drove me to a thought experiment. Please go through it with me. And he writes this article. I'm not going to read it word for word, but it's it's provocative. Uh, it got my attention big time. He says, what's the most debilitating political and economic force on Earth stretching back through history? What do you think? He's going to ask a number of questions. I want you I want you to think while I'm talking to you. What institution poisons not just public but private life, draining away every enterprise of faith, hope and even love? Which phenomenon transcends ideology, religion and indeed the left-right spectrum, to spread its cancerous influence throughout any and every movement. Are you thinking? Have you got an answer for me yet? Which habit, once it has spread, goads the elderly to bitterness and the young to cynicism? Which method of running society makes airplanes unsafe to fly on, food unsafe to eat, medicines untrustworthy, and even last aspect of life, most costly, wasteful, mediocre, and scarce? Don't answer the question too quickly, says John. Take the time to think. Now, the other day, I was telling somebody that I was uh, I was telling a Navy veteran from Vietnam. In other words, he served in Vietnam, and I was telling him I was getting ready to fly over there. He said, "Well, I wouldn't. Why would you do that?" He said, "A lot of the pilots now have been jabbed, and they're dying in flight." And I thought, good point. I said, "They still putting two up there? Are they going to both die at the same time?" Because a lot of pilots are dying. I don't know whether you're paying any attention to that. So his comment was, this guy writes, would you trust flying in an airplane? Now, there's one. I've flown all kinds of Asian airways, different kind of carriers. I quit flying American carriers long ago flying to Asia because the carriers are better than Asia, except for China. I would not. I always declined to when the travel agent told me, Lou, we got a great buy on East China Air or China Air, I'd say, I don't want it. You know why I don't want it? Because they're corrupt. And and the products that are made in China are corrupt. They make baby formula that kills babies, right? Their products fail. They got all kinds of funky chemicals in them. They got lead paint in their children's toys. Their Their planes crash more often. Think about it. If you if you're not getting paid very much and you're living under a communist regime, who gives a crap? Right. So you don't have pride in your maintenance of those big jet airplanes. Right. So that makes the jet airplanes unsafe and then kills 150 people. Do you think the Chinese government cares at all? They do not. They don't care at all. They have a million Uyghur people living in concentration camps, maybe two million. I want you to think what he's asking you. What do you think it is the most debilitating thing to society? He says it isn't tyranny, though that's a tempting answer. And uh, he goes on and talks about how tyranny produces heroes like Moses or John the Baptist or Joan of Arc and Thomas More and George Washington and Lequalessa. It produces wonderful outcomes in some people's lives, tyranny, when they fight against it. He said, the phenomenon I have in mind only rarely produces heroes. Instead of honing men and fire like samurai swords, instead it dissolves and melts them, taints them and imp- and with impurities and turns them into inert dross. Have you guessed what I'm thinking yet? I want you to think about the boards of supervisors who you thought were good old farmers and good old, oh yeah, oh, oh you know, Dan Floyd, real estate guy, I know Dan. Corrupt, 
completely corrupt. He says, John's that's writing this article, he said, a cancer of the appetites. That's the heading. He said, I'm talking about corruption. This is a habit which once it gets deeply ingrained is almost impossible to root out because its appeal doesn't lie in the dubious claims of some political thinker like Lenin or Hitler. No, the appeal of corruption, the corruption makes is to our appetites, our anxieties, our fear that we're being duped and taken advantage of, that our very attempts at virtue render us saps or fools. Even what it, it makes the people that even want to do right think, I'm getting ripped off, like even going to vote. I'm just getting ripped off, or I'm giving these taxes. I'm getting lied to. You are being lied to. I just told you about this Measure A. It's a complete pile of crap. That's what it is. And you're getting suckered again. So how, how long does it take for corruption to c- cause people to just give up in their spirit? Like when you give somebody $5 at the drive-thru at McDonald's or, or uh, Taco Bell, you, you front them the money and they run out the back door, right? Or they don't give you the right stuff or you give your money to a contractor and he doesn't do the job. That's what politicians do every day. We try to bring people to court because they're corrupt. And yet politicians are ripping us off every time we take a breath. Merrick says corruption teaches not to trust anybody, not to obey any rule of law anymore, not to think beyond our own immediate advancement and aggrandizement. That politicians are, have mastered this. Their hand is grabbing every dollar they can get for themselves before they get the hell out of here. They're taking their retirement. They're taking everything. They're getting every benefit. Their gas is getting paid. They're getting all kinds of spiffs. They get their $1,000 hotel paid for. They're totally, it's just a sucking sound coming from them. In this article, it says, in so doing, it cripples any society it conquers as surely as if it had stripped every resident of 30 IQ points. When I, the last, right before COVID hit, I had a plane. I was supposed to fly on a plane to Vietnam. I had my ticket. I had everything. I was waiting for my visa from Vietnam, and they never sent it. They never sent it. They never sent it. Finally, the the plane was canceled. Everything was shut down. I tried to get my money back from the Vietnam embassy. They never would send our money back for our our visa. Oh, we'll we'll, we'll credit you the next time you get a visa. They never answered the phone ever again. It's corruption. It's throughout their it's throughout their uh, their entire uh, state of Vietnam, their their nation of Vietnam. It's the same here, people. You just want to ignore it. He says the next headline: Everything is a racket now. Lands that should be prosperous and peaceful turn chaotic and poor. Think about our land right now. Very poor in California. Chaotic. He says resources get squandered or squirreled away. Professions cease to cultivate excellence and integrity and instead turn into rackets. In fact, the most important motivator for most adults, the sense of self-worth gets fundamentally perverted. Instead of priding oneself on being the best surgeon or the best policeman or the best legislator, most honorable legislature, each person learns to feel good about himself for gaming the system. Better than next poor sap beside him. 
better than the next poor sap. Let me give you a quick example. I know a guy, he was a Marine. Then he served for 30 years in the police department, right, of another city, a long ways away from here. He's a friend of mine. So when he was getting close to retirement, you know what the routine was? They kick a guy up a notch into the, the job that he normally wouldn't be doing, like they move a sergeant up to assistant chief. Why would they do that for just 12 months? They were gaming the system. It's called pension spiking. It had nothing to do. He was going to get more money than he knew what to do with at two and a half or three percent uh, times however many years to get his pension. Yet he took the spike. It's just that the government unions train people and sucker people to take the to all play the game and to sucker the system to to uh, scam the system because nobody's really responsible. It's just the people. So we deserve it, man. You know, it's easy to talk yourself into deserving something. Oh, man, I was out there slaving away, 100-degree weather, 30. Hey, you chose it. Scamming the system. The entire government bureaucracy of the unions, the union government system scams the system. And how do they scam it? Well, because they're, we allowed government employees to be unionized. Now they're the, one of the most powerful unions in California. They say to the politicians, oh, you want our support? Then you need to support us. And it's an incestuous relationship. That's like if you're a dad, it's a lot easier if, you're, if your lady isn't giving it up to screw your, your daughter or your stepdaughter and not, not have to go out and hustle a prostitute or some mistress if the girl will give it up. You got me? Do you have me? Don't, don't, don't think you, we got, we got pedophiles. Whitaker was a pedophile on the, on the uh, board of supervisors for Sutter County was molesting ladies for decades. Do you think any of those other supervisors had the backbone, the moral backbone to censor him and throw him off the board? Ask him to step down? Not one. Why? Because they've all done funky things that they got their hand in the till themselves. Why, why are the people like Kevin McCarthy? They got dirt on Kevin McCarthy. He's, I call him Nancy Pelosi with, with nuts, a ding dong and nuts. He's a, he's just a Nancy Pelosi. He just doesn't got Botox in his lips. He's totally dirty. Kevin McCarthy. I'm talking about from California. Who's a big dog back in Washington. Guy's totally dirty. He says, he says, my own church, he's talking to this guy's talking about a, a he must be a Catholic. He says, my own church squandered its hold over hundreds of millions of people versus, via corruption as bishops and priests with their own sexual secrets embrace deception and cover-ups and handling child molesters. They decided that truth doesn't set you free. That's the same way with the Yuba City Police Department. They let Jim Whitaker go after report, after report, after report. The DA did the same thing. And then the new DA let the police chief of Marysville kill his own wife. Listen, people, you think we're not in a big pile of shit? Think about it for a minute. You just caught cover. Oh, anything's going to be all anything going to be all right with you? Your girl gets screwed by an older guy, your teenager? Is that cool? You you got any backbone at all? Any throwdown in you left at all? Or are you just a big pussy? A total pussy. 
He says they decided, the church leaders decided that truth doesn't set you free, but payoffs and lies and favors can get you off the hook. You know, so many times I've talked to government, people have called me, oh, I'm going to do this for you. I, you don't know what's going on, but I'm going to tell you, dude. And you know what? They never follow through. You know why? They got bought off and they thought more about their comfort than they thought about the success of the United States of America. The sale of the sale of the corrupt uh, Dan Flores collapsing school to the Sutter County Office of Education. Do you think anybody's going to kick that information out? No, because they're all getting paid one hundred and eighty to two hundred thousand dollars. How much would it take to keep your mouth shut? Five dollars. Would you go down for ten dollars? A hundred dollars. Can I keep your mouth shut? Right. What's it going to take? To shut you up. Oh, yeah, we're going to give you the information, Lucia, you can write about it. I'm not even, t- I'm doing the writing. I'm putting my, my. I'm, I'm the one throwing down. These people are so pussy. They don't even deserve to be hired by our government. That's us. They have no backbone, no credibility, no honor, no character. We got by, keep people that claim, oh, I'm, a, I'm Christian. You're not Christian. You're over there sitting in those offices. See it. I had a gal that just sent me off the edge last night. She said, well, oh, I, I used to work. I, I stirred the pot. I stirred the pot when I was working for the treasurer's office. And oh, and this guy was getting this and this guy was getting that. What are you telling me? 30 years later, the guy's in the grave. So what? Let's, let's hear about what's going on right now. Don't tell me something, 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 and everybody's dead and gone. So what's that make you? I had, I had a sheriff's deputy that said, oh, I'm going to write a book about the Easton killing instead of telling us so we could get him arrested. What, what kind of corrupt person is that? We'll be right back. we got another section coming up here. Separating sports by sex doesn't make sense. Yes, it does. <laughs> and this is the problem with the Democrats. They are the party of no common sense. Maintaining this binary in youth sports, maintaining this binary, meaning boys and girls on different teams when they're young, reinforces the idea that boys are inherently bigger, faster, and stronger. They are. <laughs> Here's another thing we were lied to about is whether or not the COVID vaccine alters menstruation. Uh, women were kind of called hysterical about this. You're crazy. We were patted on the head and told to run along. Uh, women continued to say that something was off after they received their vaccine with their menstruation. And we were told, it's all right. It'll work itself out. In fact, we got, uh, we're, we're going to play this later from Dr. Fauci, like, literally he shrugged his shoulders like we need to study that more um which is interesting right because these kind of things you would think you would study this holistically when you release a vaccine on an entire population of humans uh but now a new study published in the british journal of medicine does confirm that the covid vaccine does can can alter menstruation 
I spend more time working on these cars than with my own family. I spend my days digging holes, cutting grass, and sweating. This is job number two today. So my customers aren't the only ones drinking coffee. I'm breaking my back out here for one reason. I want to pay off some other guy's debt. Biden's plan to pay other people's college loans using my tax dollars is a great idea. Biden's right. You should take my tax dollars to pay off your debts. My family will figure out how to get by with less. What's most important is we spare college graduates from any extra stress. Want to be a struggling artist? College is on me. My kids don't need fancy things like school supplies or new shoes. I work for you, theater major. This shift is for you, business major. Go buy yourself that new car. Enjoy your free ride. College is on me. Tell Congress, stop Biden's bailout for rich kids. There is no secret. Please take your phones out. Don't videotape me, please. Don't, don't, don't like put this on social media. Don't make like me feel like Project Veritas is with us. And there is no secret curriculum at Rogers. There is nobody that's got no politics here. We've obtained a recording of the principal of Will Rogers High School in Oklahoma begging pleading for Project Veritas not to record her. Rogers is getting hammered. People are getting hammered. I even had a former teacher post something really unkind in Facebook. We just have to be careful right now. Everybody's got their phones out. I'm talking about people like the kid in your class, you know? Kid in your class, you, 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 you're not paying attention and something happens and they videotape yep. it and it should look like you're Principal Nicolette Dennis of Will Rogers High School was distraught about the recordings of her teacher, Tyler Rand, who said, Trust me, I want to like burn down the entire system. The only thing that's a problem here is that uh, House Bill 1775 or something. I can get my license revoked for it, for being too low. Eventually, you want to like remove Christianity from or uh, religion from progressive thought because yeah. like religion is hierarchical. On Tuesday, the Secretary of Education in Oklahoma called for Tyler's teaching license to be revoked after the Project Veritas report. We have many great teachers in Oklahoma. Tyler Wren is not one of them. And trying to undermine our entire education system, that is not going to be accepted here in the state of Oklahoma. Again, he is masquerading as a teacher when in reality he's a liberal activist trying to indoctrinate our kids. I am asking the State Board of Education to revoke his teaching certificate. He has violated the law and said openly that he wants to indoctrinate our kids rather than provide them the academic background that they need to be successful in life. The principal's plea to not be recorded by Project Veritas was captured in a staff meeting Tuesday. So we had a person come to our school who's with a group called Project Veritas. And their goal is to put people in situations and befriend them and have them share things that they probably shouldn't share to strangers. Rogers is getting hammered. People are getting hammered. The last man that called me was from Sea Green, Florida. I pretended like I was a secretary. <laughs> is that bad? And then when I realized it was from Florida, I always said, aren't you underwater right now? <laughs> it was captured by someone familiar with the matter. subsequently sent to Project Veritas. This is not about us. This is not about our school. And we have to be standing behind each other, even if we don't agree. Even if we don't agree with each other. Even if we 
politically are in different worlds. It's okay. But there is no secret curriculum at Rogers. There is nobody that's got no politics here. Now, Principal Dennis neglected to address the secret curriculum available for students on Teacher Tyler Wynn's link tree, which was in his bio on his TikTok page. We're all gonna get eaten up by radicals. Mm -hmm. I'm just telling you, we're all getting eaten up by radicals. And I do not believe from one minute, one minute that there is a radical agenda in anybody's class in this school. Project Veritas stands by our reporting and we encourage other sources to come forward the same way this brave source inside Will Rogers High School did. Be brave, do something. It's just the world we live in right now and part of it is the adults have lost their minds. Because you know what? You want to know why our kids are crazy? It's because we're all crazy. So he says, as I've written here before, in 2016, our country's elites decided that the people had stabbed them in the back, the way German elites in, in 1918 decided that the Jews and liberals had betrayed them and lost the Great War. Instead of accepting the fundamental transformation of America, by which Barack Obama was de facto meant to be president for life, the people voted wrong. They voted wickedly, stupidly, and self-destructively, and the elites weren't going to stand for it. They would save the people from themselves by nullifying the election by any means necessary. They would lead a resistance against an occupying force, which they equated thereby with the Nazis. In other words, after Barack Obama, he thought he was going to get to stay for life, but they couldn't pull it off. So when Trump came in, they threw down and they it was like a war against Trump. That's what he's saying. Instead of letting a guy lead, no matter whether it's the same political philosophy or not, they did everything in their power, legal and illegal, to overthrow our government. However corrupt, he said. Instead of the stated missions and professional ethics of countless elite institutions, a single initiative arose to stop Trump whatever it takes. To frustrate his initiative, punish his supporters, and if need be, cripple our very country, if that's what winning a re required. No lie, no sabotage, no betrayal or injustice would be too high a price to pay. A kamikaze ethic arose attended by the same sort of fanaticism. We saw it in the FBI agents who lied and broke countless laws to take down Michael Flynn and crook up and cook up the Russian collusion hoax. It appeared again among the journalists who dutifully reported obvious lies and legislators who voted for groundless, frivolous impeachment among psychiatrists willing to diagnose President Trump from afar as unfit for office. Corruption was rampant among Trump's own appointees, whom he foolishly chose from among the established GOP circles that openly hated him and his voters. They tried to remove him from office by frivolously invoking the 25th Amendment, showing 
that they weren't above perverting the Constitution itself. We saw it again in the desperate uh, pharynx of lies broadcast so recklessly in the Brett Kavanaugh hearings and in reporting on COVID or the George Floyd riots and the perversion of our election laws by billionaires with agendas. The same corruption per pervaded social media companies which abandoned their mission of facilitating free speech and entertainment, instead transforming themselves into mind control apparatuses for an angry, vindictive elite. Should we really be shocked now to learn from the lips of Mark Zuckerberg that the FBI directly interfered in the 2020 election? That it told him to censor all the Biden crime family's backroom deals with China? simply by pretending that it was Russian propaganda, and of course he obeyed with a cute little smile. He says, the writer says, I wasn't shocked. This is how criminal governments act. And the, unaf- and the uniformed criminals who work for them. Did you hear that? He called them uniformed criminals. It is a bit bracing to realize that we now live in that kind of country. Place more like a place we now look more like Honduras or Belarus than America we we remember. But corruption has one more effect. You don't get angry after a while. It's just how things are. And you learn to manage your expectations accordingly. I do wish that out of respect for our ancestors, we could change the country's flag to something like more appropriate. Maybe a velvet painting of Hunter Biden in his boxers with a crack pipe in his mouth, or a green field of $50 signs with 13 black and white stripes from a prison uniform, or maybe an image that fits like a squalid, rotting whale laying on a beach. Maybe that's more appropriate for America. I received an email. I don't know how I got on this email list. It was an email that, uh, let me see if I can pull it up. It was an email that uh, asked, well, my computer's not one to act right. It was a computer that was from an economic development group, a government group in town here in our counties. And it was advertising that there was uh, grants of a quarter of a million dollars available for the qualified agencies. And so some of the things that it wanted is if, if you work with helping the homeless people, if you work working with drug addicts, if you help people get housing, and the fourth thing, if you help with food, solve food insecurity, right? All four things. So because I've been involved with Church of Glad Tidings for many years, and, uh, and I work, uh, I've worked in all these areas, and we work in all these areas right now, in all four of those areas, and without bragging, I'm just telling you the facts. We do all those things more than anyone else. And we have done it for longer than anyone else, right? So I called my friend Stephanie Steele, and I said, Stephanie, I don't, 
I, we usually don't take any government money. We've never applied for it. But they're saying that all the things we do, they will help the government with quarter of a million dollar grants, right? So she said, Lou, uh, we've applied for that before. I will try again. But she says uh, they always bring up the fact, well, you're not, you're, uh, you're zoned. You're not, you don't have the right to zoning, right? We have 40 acres, right? How, there's all kinds of things going on out there. But we do all this on and off the property. And they said, oh, no, we'd never give you any, pro- any money, even though you're doing all that work, because you are not, uh, you're not zoned properly. Now, we've had these discussions with Sutter County supervisors, and, and we said, well, there's only one way to change our zoning, and you guys need to do that if you want, if you want us to be di- If you want us to be different zonings, put whatever zoning you want. I don't care. I don't wake up in the morning excited about whatever zoning we have, right? It makes no difference to me. That's a government gig, right? And so uh, anyhow, they, uh, they keep complaining about our zoning, but they won't change our zoning. Now, you think with all the talk of supervisors, if I said to you the supervisors don't care about the homeless and uh, they don't care about human beings, all they care about is money, 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 and programs. They really don't care at the end of the day whether anything gets done. It's just, well, we paid people, and they did this, and, oh, they shout, and they give give out plaques, and they give out little pins if you've done it for 20 years. Even if you've done nothing for 20 years, they give you a little pin for it, saying, oh, you've been a wonderful employee for 20 years. They haven't been a wonderful employee. They've been a paperweight for 20 years. And they probably stole. In fact, I, I was told last night at a meeting that one of the guys uh, that used to work for the levy district was getting paid from two was getting two paychecks from Sutter County. He's long gone. Maybe he's dead now. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. Uh, Two paychecks. So the County Board of Supervisors, they could solve a lot of homelessness overnight, but they just simply don't want to do it. And so we have been asking at Glad Tidings, which we live, we're, we're north of town. We don't affect anybody negatively out there. And all they've done is lied about us. They, they lied about, they said that we, the supervisors, brought in an attorney. They knew all about it. It was all a setup. And Steve Gimblin, and he stood up and said that we were housing pedophiles out at our property on Church of Glad Tidings. Now, I, the only reason I'm talking about, I talk about, there's lots of stuff going on in the community. I just don't know all the details. I do know details about this. So Steve Gimblin, he's the hired liar. He's located on Live Oak Boulevard. You want a good liar? Hire him to do your job. He's an attorney, and he will stand up in front of any any uh, group, lie, swear, and lie, uh, swear to tell the truth, whole truth, nothing but truth, because he's an attorney and lie. Do you, th- you know it's amazing the bar association doesn't throw liars out. So he lied, saying that we were housing pedophiles at Church of Glad Tidings, right? And uh, the supervisors, without hearing any other input that day. Uh, then discontinued any work with us because they solicited us to help with homelessness, right? Because we were already helping homeless. No, su- Let me just say this for you. I said this years ago, way before the homeless problem really got fired up. I was on the board of Salvation Army, and I was on there with several government people, the board. 
including one of the attorneys, the top attorneys for California Rural Legal Assistance, and they were debating homelessness, and they, the CRLA was threatening to sue uh, Salvation Army if they didn't give up some of this money that was coming from the federal government for, for people that had were in housing crisis because some people couldn't make their payments. There was a downturn in the economy in that time. So it was a lot of back and forth in this board meeting, a little stress. And I said, I have an idea that I think would solve the whole thing. And everybody just kind of stopped and looked at me. And I said, uh, very simple. I said, if, if we all being we in government and on that board, Salvation Army, if we all took a person that didn't have a home and we took them into our home, that would solve the problem, wouldn't it? And everybody just, nobody wanted to talk after that. You know why? Because nobody wants to put their life on the line and make a difference. They want to, they want you to believe they want to make a difference. They just want to take someone else's money and pretend and, and then use it in ways that they shouldn't be using. It's like they want to say, well, we want to use it for police and fire, but then they go hire more human services people and more janitors and more public works people, right? That's what they did in Yuba County. They lied. They knew all, the, all along exactly what they were going to do, but they just need to say enough to deceive the people. Sutter County Board of Supervisors had done nothing but malign. Actually, we should sue them if we weren't a Christian organization. If it was me running it, I would have sued them for slander and libel a long ago. Long ago. Long ago. They sent deputies from Sutter County that came out and uh, started dropping the F-bomb on us, threatening us, telling us to tell them where we were housing these pedophiles. It was all just to jack us up. The problem is they picked the wrong people to jack up. That's the problem. A lot of people would have got all nervous and got all flustered and went down and cried and got out the hankies and brought them some donuts and some pound cakes. But instead, we wouldn't do it like with our finger, but basically inside. You know, it's kind of like, I'm standing up. I may be sitting down, but I'm standing up on the inside, flipping you the bird. Like, F off, turkey. How's about that? You're just a human being. You may have a uniform on, but take that uniform off, dude. And we we the same. Step down off that dais, and we same, boy. My times at the ER, when they carve somebody's chest open and look inside, black, brown, pink, red, pierced through the nose, tattoos, they're all the same inside. So don't come down here throwing your weight around, getting all funky when we know you're corrupt. We're not corrupt. We're actually helping people at Glad Times, and you're dishing off quarter of a million dollars to people that are just having fancy salaries that won't come out after 4 o'clock Monday through Friday or on the weekend, and you were all strutting your stuff like, oh, we, we, we were like, help them people man we got we got we're helping them we're like right you're not helping them you're keeping them in bondage handing out welfare and paying the director of welfare 250 or 60 or 70 thousand dollars a year ain't helping nobody they're not teaching them how to get independent of this of the plantation baby the welfare plantation 
You were screwing people over thinking you're, you're, oh yeah, let's have a report. Let's see what, let's see. What do we have? What do we have today there, Ponzi Steve? Oh, we, oh, well, supervisors, we have Susie give it all away here today. Give you a report on how wonderful things are going. Oh, what's a report, Susie give it all away? Oh, well, we now have 75 employees or 150 employees and, and we are just, uh, we, we're, we've helped 4,523 people. Really? What's help look like? Well, we gave them, we kept their EBT cards filled, right? And we went out with toilet paper and wiped the poop off their butt, right? Did anybody get off welfare? Some I- ignorant person on the board w- might ask a question like, well, did anybody actually get off welfare? If they asked that question, that would, you could have heard, you couldn't have heard a pin drop. It'd be so quiet. It doesn't matter how quiet it is. There'd be, you couldn't hear a thing. Why? Because nobody is getting anybody off anything. Drugs, welfare. Oh, man, they celebrate people. You know, they celebrated somebody at one of these 14 forwards or whatever saying, oh, this is our prize gal. We got her off drugs. I had had that gal off drugs 10 years before, ran her through a program that the government said was a uh, was a was an amazing, unique program called the house of ruth oh yeah we want to help support that they would never give us a nickel they fought us tooth and nail as they say against that program we had all kinds of people got off drugs got their kids reunified with them after they got taken away and these guys these government figures celebrated this gal as if it was oh yeah the first time this gal ever got clean in her life oh yeah she's this she was old she's all bad and everything oh come on you guys are such a sham such a the dog and pony show. Smoke and mirrors. You're liars. Measure A is a lie. The whole thing is a scam. I talked to Stephanie Steele this morning about this too, and she said, Lou, I could check into it. I said, don't even bother. These guys are total liars. You know, the supervisor, Nick McKelly, I thought, oh, maybe he'll do better than the previous lunatic. He shows up at Glad Tidings at church, drunk, drunk, and then starts dropping the F-bomb. Our guys are too nice to just take him aside and slap him sober. We should have just taken his keys away and said, we're not going to let you drive. He said, I'm going to call the police. Oh, call the police, please. Let's get them all out there to Glad Tidings, Mr. McKelly. We should have taken you aside, stripped you, hosed you off, slapped you around a little bit, and taken your keys from you and your car if we had any balls. And then you go back, oh, yeah, you're bad. Oh, yeah, you're, you, got, you haven't got nothing. All they have to do is do a checkup on you, partner, and find cancer, and you'd be crying like a baby. You're a pussy. You're a big pussy. That's all you are. You got no backbone. You got no credibility. You're a liar. You're a cheat. You probably even cheat on your wife. Disgusting. You people are disgusting. To even call you a supervisor, it's, it's, we shouldn't even have to do that. You have no, we have no regard for you. All right. So that's this article that I hope you enjoyed. I, uh, I had many other things to talk about today, but I, I couldn't, I could not, 
I couldn't walk away from that article. I want to mention something about we got Prop 1. By the way, you should vote against every proposition on the ballot. If you want any information about voting, you can text me at 530-713-1838. I will send you loose picks. Obviously, that only applies to people in the local area here. If you're interested, I'm not trying to get you to vote like I vote. If you don't know what you're doing, if you're confused, if if you haven't had time to look into things, I don't mind sharing what I'm going to do or I would do if I was in your spot. So, but proposition, vote please no on all propositions and all bonds, vote no please. Now, I'm going to, well, we're almost out of time here, but let me just land the plane in the next 30 seconds. I want to talk about Aaron Judge. I'm not, I, I love sports, but I don't watch it much anymore. There's a guy named Aaron Judge. He's on the uh, New York Yankees. He is uh, a, an unusually good, uh, excellent star for the New York Yankees. And I want to talk about him in relationship to Proposition 1, which is a very egregious, all no holds barred, uh, pro-abortion uh, constitution uh, addition that, that if you vote for it, it's going to cause us a lot of problems in California. Okay, we'll be right back. We're going to pick it up in a second. a little bit far-fetched and you might be thinking that this kind of authoritarian control over your money is not going to be anything that we'll see in the future. Unfortunately, this is already implemented in the world. In China, the government is already able to program what its citizens can and cannot spend their money on. Over the last few years, they've limited millions of people's ability to buy things like train tickets, passports and luxury goods. They're able to do this because of China's intense social credit system that links each person's identity and actions to their bank account. Account, allowing the government to see and to control everything a citizen does with their money. And it seems like the West is paying attention. In nations like Sweden, South Africa and Canada, trials of programmable central bank currencies are already underway. In fact, almost half of the world's nations are at some stage of implementing this kind of programmable money, meaning no matter where in the world you live, this technology is likely only a few years away. Okay, so how does programmable money tie in with the personal carbon limit? Well, it all comes down to whether or not you've gone over your monthly usage and if you have there are two possible case scenarios for that. The most openly talked about penalty for a person going over their individual carbon limit is that they'd simply get charged for doing so. Just the same as what happens to large companies today. Taken too many car trips this month or bought a little bit too much meat? In that case you'd simply get a bill at the end of each month from your government so you can pay the price of being a naughty citizen. As your entire carbon usage would be tracked by a government CBDC there would be no way to hide how much carbon you've used. And since they now also hold the keys to your money, they won't even need to send you a bill for your excess usage. Potentially, they'll just automatically pull your fine from your bank account. Hi, so I know you leftists get really excited when you see these headlines about black people being called racial slurs, especially if they're on your woke side. Like the girl who played for Duke University and you guys all reported how she was being called a racist slur. Well, turns out her allegation is sus. So if you're looking for real instances of black people being called racial slurs, 
you need to look amongst yourselves because you guys have a real, real bad problem with calling black conservatives racial slurs. You guys love using the raccoon emoji to do the C-O-O-N word. Here's a lovely leftist telling me to go shine my masses shoes. Calling black people monkeys, y'all do that. Changing the names of black conservatives to racial slurs. Here's another massa comment with the raccoon emoji. Another leftist calling me a ready-made bed wench. Oh, and let's not forget we also get called a house n-word. We just get censored instead of making the national news. People of the West are being told that Putin is so bad that nuclear war is a reasonable option to get rid of him. And if you think this may be true, I urge you first to take the time to watch Oliver Stone's interview with Vladimir Putin and see for yourself if this one man is worth starting a war over. The mainstream talking point is that Vladimir Putin is a killer because he was in the KGB. But what they won't tell you is that he resigned from the KGB because he did not agree with their methods. He described communism as a blind alley far away from the mainstream of civilization. He is a patriot of old Russia, the thousand-year melting pot of many cultures, and for his entire leadership has sought peace with NATO. For a brief moment, it looked as if President Reagan and Mikhail Gorbachev were going to end the mutual assured destruction arms race between the two countries. But by the time Putin got a seat at the table, the mood had changed. Putin tells us that President Clinton tried persuading him to join the U.S. in leaving the Anti-Ballistic Missile Treaty of 1972, citing an ambiguous threat from Iran as an excuse. Putin suggested that if they were to abandon this foundation of arms control, then they should develop a new anti-ballistic agreement. The United States had other plans, and after 9-11, President Bush announced that the U.S. would withdraw from the Anti-Ballistic Missile Treaty. After doing this, the U.S. then began developing missile systems around Russia's borders. Putin has been assisting the United States in the war against terror and has seen how the U.S. have been using terrorist groups against Russia. When U.S.-backed terrorists in Georgia attacked South Ossetia, Russia moved in to defend civilians and the American media spun it as if Russia was the aggressor. When an overwhelming majority of Crimeans voted to join Russia, the Western media spun it as if Russia had coerced them. In 2012, the U.S. State Department openly meddled in Russia's elections. And in 2014, 
they orchestrated a violent overthrow of the Ukrainian government in plain view. Early this year, the U.S. State Department threatened to shut down the Nord Stream pipeline. If Russia invades Ukraine, one way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. Followed by President Biden. If, uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again, then uh, there, will be, uh, we, there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. But how will, you, how will you do that exactly, since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control? We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. And now it appears as if the U.S. has done it, as the State Department brags about it. While NATO desperately seeks world domination, the Russian Foreign Ministry has built an alliance with the majority of the world, an alliance backed by sound money that respects national sovereignty and strives for world peace. At this point, it seems fairly obvious that if Americans don't wake up to the fact that they are no longer the good guys, then they stand to lose all the freedoms that America used to stand for. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. So, Aaron Judge, uh, I happened to just be looking on Facebook, and there was an interview in the dugout, or no, it was in the clubhouse. Aaron Judge, there was these two young boys. I don't know why they were there, but they were dressed uh, like baseball fans. And they the story was they really, Aaron Judge was their hero, which is not unusual of young boys and girls. They're, they uh, find an athlete that captures their attention, captures their fans captures their fancy and so these two boys and they were so uh sweet these two little boys and uh all dressed baseball caps the whole thing so he came walking in the room and the one little boy just began to weep because uh it was just too much excitement for him and he just uh, he just had a meltdown and aaron judge who is i didn't realize how tall he was he looked super tall but he's six foot seven. He's two hundred eighty-two pounds, and he walked in, and he was just so kind to these boys. And he sat down, and he signed up a home run ball for the the boy, and talked to him, hugged him, and it was before the game that day. And he just he he just handled as a good parent. I don't know whether he is a parent, but he just uh, he had some real skill, and he was very kind to these boys, and uh, gave them some gifts, and. Uh, so I'm going to read this. I had no idea about Aaron Judge's background, but this person wrote this. He said um, it doesn't. An author is anonymous. It says on April 26, 1992, a baby was born to parents that did not want him. Fortunately for the child, they chose to give him up for adoption instead of having him killed in the womb. One day after he was born, he was adopted uh, by Patty and Wayne Judge who went on to love him and raise him the same as if he was born to them. 
This 30-year-old, six foot seven, 282 man, 282-pound man, could very well have been an aborted statistics statistic. But because his birth parents, because their birth parents chose life for their son, a Christian and a man of strong character has become the perfect role model for a generation that is in sorely need of one. With rappers preaching about killing cops and raping women, with Hollywood spewing hate for America, with base basketball players selling out to communist China for filthy money, Aaron Judge shines like a light in the darkness, a breath of fresh air in the stench of a society that has abandoned morality and righteousness. Last night, this man tied the record for the most home runs without cheating in a season. In other words, no steroids. In the next seven games, he has a chance to break the record as well as win the Triple Crown. The fact that he might be having the single greatest season in baseball history pales in comparison to the character he exudes and the moral and honorable life he lives. Thank you, Aaron Judge, for finally giving America a person, a celebrity that we can look up to, and at six foot seven in more ways than one. I just wanted to share that. It, it was I, I happened to stumble across this write-up and then see him. I, I'd never heard him talk. I've seen him uh, on highlights on uh, YouTube and stuff, but I didn't know anything about him. And when I heard him talk to these boys, it, he just captured my heart because uh, it meant so much to these young guys and uh, to help shape their lives. So uh, I think I mentioned this last week, um, but I want to mention it again as I, you know, every once in a while I run into uh, Plato uh, quote or a Mark Twain quote or a Aesop quote or a Aristotle or Carl Jung or somebody. And I just think, I think, man, they, I, I wish they were here to talk to today. And Aesop, who I've read, I really love some of his, his writings. He says, we hang the petty thieves and appoint the great ones to public office. That's what we have in our two counties here. Sadly, folks, Sutter and Yuba County, where I live. And I get the close-up view, right, the smell. I can smell it. This other person sent this to me. He said, if a government doesn't use deadly force to protect its, protect its borders... But it does use deadly force to collect taxes and enforce unconstitutional laws. This is when you know that the government isn't for the people any longer. This is a government run by tyrants. And then this is, I don't know, you know, there's so much going on. And I know there is. I'm not pointing a finger at you without looking at myself as well. There is so much chaos and craziness going on. You know, the Bible says, uh, a a double-minded man or a double-minded person is unstable in all their ways. We have a government that's double-minded. It, it had a foundation and had a lot of influence of Christian Judaic foundation, but it no longer lives that way. It's double-minded, and so it's chaos. There's chaos at every in every department, in every level of government. Uh, I mean, I just had a person tell me the other day they— of, of a situation, a bad situation in one of our counties and said that and, and mentioned it in passing and not knowing my background, which I've worked a lot with law enforcement and fire. And she was telling me about a very, uh, 
a lot of criminal activity in our uh, counties here of Yuba Sutter and uh, how and uh, there had been contact with law enforcement and they, they felt that the law enforcement was paid off. And, um, my, my knee jerk reaction to that is that isn't true. I don't want to believe that, but knowing that it could be possible and it, it, it grieved me. It, it was grievous to me because I have known many, many guys in law guys and fine ladies in law enforcement that I have huge respect for. But at the same time, I know that we're all sinners. And if we're following Jesus, we're saved by grace. If we are not, we are sinners trying to keep a lid on it, baby. And I've always looked at since I began following Jesus, I wasn't raised this way, but I just felt like uh, the Bible has high regard for law enforcement. It mentions law enforcement in the Bible, if you wondered. And as high regard in it, the way I read it is that we are to respect law enforcement because they are essentially keeping a lid on a pretty gnarly situation of human misbehavior or disbehavior, bad behavior, until Jesus returns, right? And in America, by and large, more than any other country, there's not that every, not that there's no problems or no corruption. There is that that isn't true anywhere in any of our institutions but they they have done an amazing job over the life of america as it's developed in all of its complexities but this is an amazing thing right now we have the federal bureau of investigation which i had huge regard for and at one time thought my daughter was going to go to work for them as a uh, forensic psychologist and uh, and I was all proud of her for doing that. Not that when she decided not to, uh, she had good reason. But I thought, wouldn't wouldn't it be great to know she was actually helping catch a murder or a serial murder or something, right? By knowing something about human behavior. But it's been really troubling to me because I had a high, high, high regard for the Federal Bureau of Investigation to see what they're what they've become. And to see that they actually, uh, they raided in the middle of the night a man's home, he, he and his wife and their seven children. He is a Catholic counselor. He, they did not pick him up for molesting somebody. They picked him up because his son, 12-year-old son, was being harassed and intimidated by a, an a, abortion clinic escort, and he defended his son. We've had people, FBI running all over the place, intimidating people like as if they were at the January 6th event. People, and they say, oh, we were there. The lady said, how did you even get my name? Why would you even come to my house? Right? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a follower of Trump, but I, I wasn't anywhere. Why, why would you come to my house? And because she stood up for conservative values, they said, well, we got this tip. How, have you ever given a tip to law enforcement? I have. I've called law enforcement many times for car crashes I've driven by, for all kinds of things. Can you imagine the FBI showing up at your door because you're simply a conservative or you support Trump? Now, let me 
after me saying that, I want you to listen to this. You remember Jelaine Maxwell? Jelaine Maxwell was the partner of Jeffrey Epstein, who for decades solicited, groomed, and had sex with, I'm talking about Jelaine, as well as many, 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 many others, many people that you see on the news every day had sex with underage girls. That happened in New York, and it also happened on an island that Epstein owned. And they flew back and forth down there, and because it was flights, they kept track of who's on those flights in case the flight wasn't successful, right? They had to keep a log. And so the authorities of the United States of America have a log of all these men, and maybe even some women, that flew down there and had sexual relations with underage girls that were basically trapped on that island. And do you know something? Jelaine Maxwell, after Epstein was killed in jail, Jelaine Maxwell was sentenced, found guilty and sentenced for 20 years to spend 20 years in jail for sex trafficking and actually having sex with minors. But do you know something else? Not one person. And we're talking about guys like uh, Prince Andrew. We're talking about Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. We're talking about major political figures in our country and uh, attorneys and all kinds of people of influence. Nobody is being held accountable having sex with underage kids. But as this guy, as Aesop said earlier, let me just read this to you again. It's so powerful. He says, we hang petty thieves. You remember in, in America, we used to hang horse thieves. That was a very serious crime. We don't bother hanging car thieves today. We hang petty thieves, Aesop said, and turn around and appoint the great ones to public office. I'm telling you that our jails, some of you think, oh, Lou, you're just, you've lost it. You're exaggerating. You're this, you're that. I'm telling you that the jails have the wrong people in them. We hunt, we got the petty thieves in there. Yeah, there's some gnarly people in there. But the ones that you should have in there are the ones that are like the doctor of your two counties here, Dr. Lou, who is killing people, right? She's Dr. Frankenstein. She's Dr. Mingla. And, and because we consider her a great one, she has a degree. Oh, we pay her $350,000 or $330,000 a year. We have the thieves that are serving on the board of supervisors that want you to pay more money when you're barely paying your rent and your gas. The supervisors want 1% more of your money in Sutter County. Do you know something? Is the gas prices bothering you? Not bothering the supervisors. It's not by bothering Assemblyman Gallagher. He's not all losing his sleep over. You know why? Because his 
gas is paid for by you. You pay for your gas and you pay for his gas. You pay for your gas and you pay for Steve Smith's gas, who is getting $330,000 a year. You pay for your gas and you pay for, let me see, what's his name? Hardeep Singh's gas, $694,000 a year. You pay for your gas and you pay for uh, all these other people's gas. The Health and Human Services gal, $263,000 a year. Oh, the assistant, oh, Steve Smith couldn't do it on his own, so they had to find an assistant and they had to pay him not like $50,000 a year. He's just an assistant. No, no, no. He gets $252,000 a year. Oh, the, we, we have, we're in an ag area, so you have to give more 1% of your money. You know that Steve Smith or one of the cronies over there when they were out in Robbins, a little farm community, he said, oh, it's no big deal. It's just going to be like an extra $500 a year out of most people's pockets. First of all, that's an underestimate. And the second thing is, why would you want to give $500 more to these guys? And it's all, most of it's going to pensions. Why would you give, you know, Steve Smith's going to make between two and $300,000 a year for as long as he lives. So help him God. Because of the pension plan of CalPERS, which is corrupt. CalPERS is corrupt. You think, Lou, you're saying a lot of things are corrupt. Yeah, because they are. CalPERS is corrupt. People are stealing from CalPERS. CalPERS to pay a person $200,000 or more a year for the rest of their life? Why? That's what they call a Ponzi scheme. There's no way that you can put enough money aside to pay somebody that kind of money. With me, I'm, I'm retired, sort of. Money-wise, I'm retired. The only money I get is what I set aside, and I don't I don't expect to live on what I lived on back when I had kids and was married and all those kinds of things. I'm just a single guy now. Cheap. It's cheap. So why would we guarantee people money that, you know, who's going to pay for Steve Smith's salary when he's 10 years, 20 years, 30 years out of work? The future generations. That's a Ponzi scheme. Charles Ponzi is one of these petty thieves who went to prison for almost the rest of his life, I think. Bernie Madoff went to prison for doing the same thing. But these people, we honor them. Supervisors that make $100,000 a year to waste your money. Waste it on a health department that does not make us more health. They, the health department, if we had no health department during COVID, and the supervisors would not mandate anything, our community would be healthy. They killed people with their mandates. They ruined businesses with their mandates. You understand that? They, they told people that taking the jab was a good thing. Many of my friends have died or are, are permanently disabled because of the jab. Maybe yours aren't. I'm happy for you. I'm not a jealous person. I'm just sad when people, you know what a friend of mine said to me the other night after church, he said, Lou, he was asking me some question about the repercussions from the jab. I said, oh, why, Steve, did something happen to you? He said, yeah, I took the jab. He said that my doctor recommended it. And he said, I had a stroke. I had a blood clot in the brain. And he said, now I, I, I can't, my memory doesn't work well. And I said, he said, there's a portion of my eye that doesn't work. He's still working. The guy's got to work to live. 
Do you think the supervisors are going to be responsible for that? Do you think Dr. Liu is going to be responsible? Nobody's taking responsibility for it. They just screwed people over. If we wouldn't have had a health department during COVID, we would have saved a lot of lives. We don't need a health department. I forgot to set my timer. I'm just watching my my little scanner here to make sure I don't go over too far. We don't need a health department. You know, it's interesting, all the things that they fill their time with, telling you to drink water. It's going to be 95 degrees. Wear a hat. It's going to be cold today. Wear a coat. Wear a condom. We have some pills that will keep you from getting pregnant. You can get them free here. We have an 800 number you can call to stop smoking. Do you think that the private sector could not do that and everything else the government could do? The public works department does the worst paving jobs and patch jobs of anybody. A private, a private operator could do better. I'm going to take a break here. I think we're about at, at 20 minutes and I need to take a break and keep this, the timing right and get the timer set properly. Be right back. My shattered dreams and broken heart I'm ending on the shelf I saw you holding hands Standing close to someone else Now I sit all alone Wishing all my feelings was gone Biden voters, y'all really missed out because while you guys were screaming about Trump, we were enjoying the four years we had with him. I remember how you guys were screaming and crying about his tariffs. We were enjoying the fastest growing economy we've seen in years. You guys were screaming about kids in cages started by Obama that you conveniently ignored during his presidency, while we were enjoying the fact that our border was finally getting secure. You guys were screaming Black Lives Matter and burning and looting stuff, while we were enjoying the fact that Trump funded the HBCUs more than any other president before him and reversed Biden's 1994 racist crime bill. You guys were screaming that he was a dictator. Trump's going to be a dictator. While we were enjoying the fact that even though you guys were clamoring for a federal shutdown, he gave the power to the governors and didn't actually grasp power when he could have. You guys were so mad about Trump that you did not care about voting for the most racist, corrupt, senile, creepy old PayPal has come a long way since the days of Elon Musk and Peter Thiel. Since the halcyon days of the late 90s, once everyone's favorite, friendly and convenient payment processor, giving financial freedom to the little man. Well, now PayPal is a weaponized, vicious tool of the regime. In the last week alone, PayPal banned the Free Speech Union, a group that clues in the name, exists to legally defend free speech. They banned law or fiction, a group of lawyers that fights against vaccine mandates. They banned GAG, a group that fights against the sexualization of minors. This is nothing really new. PayPal have been debanking people with anti-regime views for years. They previously banned left-wing news outlets that weren't sufficiently amplifying regime rhetoric. The reasons PayPal gives for banning people are, of course, completely spurious, proving that they're just satiating the demands of left-wing cancel culture mobs. In the case of the Free Speech Union, PayPal responded to questions as to why they banned the account by citing 
tolerance, diversity and respect for people of all backgrounds. What? What does that mean? Tolerance, diversity and respect for people of all backgrounds. Except those people who say words that we don't agree with. Fuck them. It's completely arbitrary, bogus nonsense. It's an insult to our intelligence. What's the solution? Well, don't use PayPal, obviously. Cancel your accounts. And support alt-tech startups that are trying to create fair payment processor platforms. That don't ruin people's livelihoods for daring to engage in wrong things. Rumble did it for video hosting and they're growing is exponential, so why can't we do it for payment processing? Well, small problem, Visa and MasterCard enjoy a virtual monopoly on payment processing. Nearly everything goes through them. Back in 2019, a left-wing activist group tried to force MasterCard to hold a vote, which would decide who could use their services based on political opinions. Imagine that. You go to pay for your groceries. Sorry, your credit card has been declined. You misgendered a drag queen on Twitter. Your account has been closed. And this is what I've been been warning about for years. Deplatforming isn't about you losing your Twitter account. Cancel culture isn't about you losing your job. It's about losing your ability to even function in a normal society. It's about being denied the ability to have a bank account at all, to pay bills, to pay for a mortgage, to pay for car insurance, to pay for flights, to pay for food. Debanking is being fused with the cashless society. Governments are creating central bank digital currencies, CBDC. This is the communist Chinese style social credit score in the West. It's here and it's only going to get worse. They literally want you debanked, destitute, homeless, starving on the street. That's the end goal of deplatforming, of cancel culture. The complete and total subjugation of human existence. There's an easy way to avoid it all though. Just keep those dangerous opinions to yourselves. Just sign over your soul to the regime. Together we can and will rebuild our economy. And when we do, we'll not only build back, we'll build back better. We'll build back better. <coughs> inflation really should be a four-letter word. That's what I think, because we've been talking about inflation for a long time. We've been talking about the big rise in just about everything. But now comes colder weather and the cost of keeping your home warm. Yeah, a new national survey predicts that the average winter heating bill will rise by 17%. Oh. The average cost per home, that's about $1,200. Researchers forecasting the highest prices for home heating in a decade. In a decade. And it's across the board. Natural gas up the most by more than 34%. Propane up by more than 15%. Home heating oil 12.8%. And electricity by nearly 7%. Viviana Sosa telling us. Not good at all. It's, it's really not good. Um, things haven't been um, going too well in the last couple of years. And they seem like they're not getting any better. And they seem like they're not getting any better. We'll build back better. That one didn't age quite so well. America is back. My hat don't hang on the same nail too long. My ears can't stand to hear the same old song. I don't leave the highway long enough to bog down in the mud. I've got rambling fever and my blood. 
All right, I want to give some uh, kudos to a few few friends uh, who are starting our fifth segment here. And I talk too much on topics. And I want to mention uh, Alan's Auto Body. They're the guys that always work on my car. When I goof it up, spring a door, wind catches my door, something breaks, new, need new headlights, something. Uh, crunch the front. Allen's Auto Body, Kevin and Kerry Clark. I just saw Kevin. He was at the tax meeting last night. He's a patriot. Allen's Auto Body, 530-671-1057. 671-1057. That's a landline. You need to call that one. Tea Garden at Sutter. It's, it's right, easy to get to, no traffic, really easy to get in and out of. Tea Garden and Sutter Street, right up against the levee. He's got a big canary yellow racing stripe right around the side of his building very easy to find kevin is a wonderful guy honest really easy does a great job wife as well so um check him out also right just within a stone's throw literally a good baseball fling and you can hit the side of her building north valley paralegal i was on the phone with her this morning got a call from randy mitchell at uppercut she said hey lou who's i need some help dude I need a legal person to help us with the probate situation. And I said, okay, talk to Nellie on the phone. She said, I'll give Randy a call. North Valley Paralegal, that's uh, Nellie Garcia. She's good as gold. She's kind. She's fair. She's a hard worker. She's, uh, she does an excellent job. Sometimes she does repair work on paperwork that attorneys have done that you have so much confidence in. She's just down the block from Allen's Auto Body. She's at 751 Sutter Street. There's just a building in between her and uh, Allen's Auto Body. 751 Sutter, and you can reach her at 530-751-9289. That's 751-9289, and that is a landline. And uh, then I want to talk about Dr. Cassidy. I think, let's see, October. Yeah, he's going to be here all this month. Then he's going to he's got to fly over to Singapore uh, in November a little bit, but let me give you, I'm going to give you three ways to connect. Uh, Dr. Cassidy and I are working together, helping addicts get off what, the, what if they're off of, or get into a rehab. Not every addict is, uh, suited for an inpatient rehab. Some, some do outpatient type rehabilitation. Some do medications. It's everybody's different. So Dr. Cassidy and I are working together. I am not a doctor. I'm just a facilitator of getting people where they need to be. But here's our plan. Don't mess around with street drugs and take fentanyl by mistake and end your life. I know you didn't intend to do that, but a lot of my friends are dying out there because of fentanyl. And uh, or if you're tired of doing heroin, we can we can help you and get you off. So uh, but all the way up from smokes from uh, meth all, all the stuff we can help so i'm going to give you a peach tree health number then i'm going to give you dr cassidy's number then i'm going to give you my number when you know with uh, when all else fails okay so preach tree health like the typical health organization today uh, unless it's changed when you dial it they don't answer with a live person you have to work your way through the system the number is 530-749-3242 or you can always like do a search on the internet. Just do Peachtree Health, Marysville, Yuba City, whatever. They're all over the place. Peachtree Health seven four nine thirty two forty two. That's a landline. If if you if you get frustrated and can't figure out how to get through, I'm going to give you Doc's cell number. That I'm asking you, please do it this way. Just text him once during the day. Do not do it at night. Do not call him. 
because he's a busy boy. Right? He's got a family, and he's got a lot of patients he's in the office with. Text him at 530-682-8648, 682-8648. If he doesn't get back to you in a reasonable amount of time, just dial me up. I'll talk to you. You can call me. You can text me 24 hours a day, every day of the week. I'm around, right? I haven't been traveling overseas. If I ever head overseas, uh, I still have my cell phone even there. And uh, But I'll let you know when I'm going, so I'll make it easy for you. So if you need addiction help, you want to get off, you need help, and you think, oh, I'll never get my life back. M- most of my friends are addicts that don't do that no more. And they're, they got a great life. They have their kids in their lives. They have jobs. They, they have a house. They have a legal car. They got a license. They, they got it going on, dude. And they're happy. They're having a happy time. And many of them have been in and out of prison and out of jail. They've struggled. They've lived homeless. And they have a better life today. So uh, my, my number, as I gave you earlier, 530-713-1838. So if all else fails, uh, call me up. And we will hook you up, okay? All right. So um, let's see. Let me do one. Let me do a couple more because I got kind of behind here. Thrifty Rooter. These guys are serving a number of Northern California counties. I I know. I see them every day. Almost they drive. I don't know whether mine's a favorite street for them to cut through town, but I see them almost every day passing through my area uh, of downtown Marysville and Thrifty Rooter. They have bands all over town. They're fast. They'll get to you quick. And you just need to give them you, two ways to get a hold of them. You can dial them old school. They have a bunch of uh, people working in dispatch. And you can dial them up at 530-673-8201. That's a landline, 673-8201. Or you could go to thriftyrooter.net. If you're a computer geek or you want to go on your phone, you could look them up, thriftyrooter.net. And uh, it'll have a lot of they'll have a whole list of menu of things they do and you can check off what you think you need and then you could actually send them a little message and just send it and that's it you don't even have to call them just send them a message put put in your name your address your phone number boom and uh say i need my line cleaned out or i got a leak in my kitchen whatever whatever and they will come and they will make that fix for you or maybe you say your septic system isn't flowing it's full, it's overflowing, they will fix all those kinds of things. Thrifty Rooter, 530-673-8201. They're great people. I know them personally, and I met some of their workers. They give me a shout-out. I don't know how they know me, but they give me a wave every once in a while. Maybe they know my uh, my old Honda Element I drove because it's, it's a toaster on wheels. The other guy's Greenitz Construction, Dave Greenitz, and Green with ETZ on the end. Check out his Facebook page. Maybe you don't do Facebook, but let me give you the coordinates. It's Dave Greenitz Construction. That's his Facebook page. But maybe you don't do Facebook. Maybe you have a, a computer, and you could go on check on websites, right? <clears throat> and you could go to greenitzconstruction.com. The reason I tell you to go there, because you can take a tour of his work without going anywhere or asking permission to come in and see somebody's kitchen or bath. So, his specialty is kitchens and baths. They do all kinds of remodeling, and they have multiple crews, so they just don't have, you know, if they're working on they're working on multiple kitchens at the same time, different crews, right? So they're not going to leave you hanging. Once they start on your job, they're going to be boom, 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 and knock it out. And uh, so you're not going to be tied up with dust and mess forever. They're going get to get in 
and put it back together again. So greenitzconstruction.com. You could call or text Dave Greenitz, the boss, the big kahuna, at 530-682-9602. Text or call. Or you can send him a message off his various platforms and do an inquiry or set up, see if he could come and look at your place or something like that. So you'll be working directly with the owner of the company, <clears throat> who is a great guy, and they're personal friends of mine, his wife and him, and I've known them forever, before they're actually married. That's how far back this goes. So, all right. So we'll, we've got a couple more to do, but we'll do them at the, the end of the next, uh, the next hour. You probably saw that uh, the, the legislature, which is a communist legislature in California, has voted to tell doctors that they can no longer <clears throat> examine a patient and decide what's best for that patient. But they have only one option for treatment, and that is whatever the government says they can do for treatment. So, for instance, with covid they couldn't do anything according to the government except put them in the hospital, put them on remdesivir, which would kill them, and put them on a vent, which would kill them. They, they were not authorized by the U.S. government <clears throat> to give budesonide, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, Z-Packs, <clears throat> zinc, sunshine, all those kind of things. And so uh, what they've done in, in California is they said, if you're a doctor in California, we can take your license if you do what you think is best for the patient but is contrary to what the state of California says that they, you can do to a patient. In other words, we're going to be doing medical treatment by the government. Now, already, since that was passed, and then the question was, would Gavin Newsom sign it? You know, the way a bill comes to be, a law, is that it works its way through committees and then through the vote of the Assembly and Senate, and then it works its way onto the government. Has to, the governor has to approve it, or it has to be voted on to overrule his veto. But Governor Newsom uh, actually signed this into being. It's the first state in the union to take over in other words no one really has a medical practice anymore it's the government's medical practice and uh and if you you know it used to be that if you did something that people didn't like they could always take you to court as a medical professional right just like if you could take your mechanic to court or you could take your contractor to court so there's provisions if you don't like the, the, the treatment, you can do this and so. Same way with the hospital, right? And the medical board could actually step in if somebody was did something really egregious. They could, because somebody could lose a lawsuit and still maintain their medical license. But now they're saying if you don't perform every <clears throat> treatment like we would perform it, like we say that you can perform it, then we're going to take your license, you can we, we'll take your license. So now their lawsuits have already been uh, lodged against this, and many people believe it's going to be found unconstitutional. But the fact is, 
our government is so corrupt that it's going to cost millions of dollars to fight this. And it'll cost millions of dollars on both sides to fight this. You understand? The government is going to use your tax dollars to deliver horrible medical care to you. So that's what's going on there. There's been a uh, uh, myth propagated by the pro-abortion. Pro-abortion means they're for abortion. A myth that's been propagated for years by the pro-abortion industry that abortion is safer than childbirth. You ever heard that? Mark Twain, by the way, if you've never looked up Mark Twain's quotes, it's quite stimulating to just do a search and just look up Mark Twain, Twain's quotes. Very stimulating reading. One of them is this. There are three kinds of lies. Lies, damned lies, and statistics. Lies, damned lies, and statistics. So this writer, Gracie uh, Christie, says, I've been brooding over this line while watching the pro-abortion left hard at work promoting the startling and erroneous claim that an American woman is 14 times more likely to die from childbirth than from abortion. They want to move this false claim into the popular imagination to make this conversation solely about a pregnant woman's safety and then ignite an unreasonable fear of carrying a child to term. Because what what they want, radical abortion license to the day of birth for any reason or no reason and paid for by you, the taxpayer, in every state of the nation. Because what they want, she says, is out of line with the average American sentiments about abortion. They'd rather gin up panic over labor and delivery, which has never in the history of mankind been safer than abortion. She says, I won't... I can't spend all the details. It's a very interesting article. Very basically, the researchers, they get these figures by researchers overcounting deaths from childbearing and undercounting deaths from abortion. And I, what I tell you is going to shock you. Said the American maternal mortality rate used by these and other similar studies started to rise in, sharply in 2003. You wonder why. It coincided with a change in surveillance methods. The pregnancy checkbox on the where you check off what happened to a person and why was introduced that year, the pregnancy checkoff box. State health departments added this checkbox to death certificates to indicate whether a woman had been pregnant within the last year. In other words, if a woman dies and she'd been pregnant in the last year, they wanted to have that they wanted to check that box off. As more and more states implemented the checkbox, maternity death rates rose stratospherically. In other words, amazing. Boom. So in other words, if a woman was not pregnant when she died, but she was pregnant at some time in the last 12 months, she was considered a pregnant death. It's easy to see why the checkbox gathered data not only on women who had died of complications from a pregnancy or birth, but also on women who died of homicide, suicide, and overdose. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Think about that now. You mean a woman could be fully pregnant. Say she's six months pregnant and she dies of an overdose, 
Then they would call that she died from pregnancy. Yes, Lou, that's what we're saying. Oh, you mean if she was six months pregnant, big old belly, and somebody shot her in the face, and she died from a gunshot to the face. This sounds like COVID, doesn't it? They caught, they charged that that was a pregnant death? Yes, Susie, that's correct. Oh, you mean that if she was five months pregnant, and they found her and she'd slipped both her wrists and taken a bottle of pills, they would call that a pregnant death? Yes, Emily, that's what I'm saying. In fact, these are the most common causes of death in pregnant and recent pregnant women in the United States. Did you know that? That the most common causes of death in pregnant and recent pregnant women in the United States is from homicide, suicide, and overdose? Knowledge is an amazing thing to clear things up, right? It also happens to be the case that the checkbox is often checked erroneously for women who have not recently been pregnant. Isn't that interesting? You just check the box off. Oh, yeah, she's pregnant. For instance, listen, people, are you paying attention? 187 deceased women aged 85. Did you know there's women 85 or older? I just I'd mentioned I talked to. Uh, Virginia McDaniels, McDaniels, who's Virginia McDaniel could be a deceased pregnant woman, according to these 187 deceased women age 85 or older were identified as maternal deaths. Maternal means they were pregnant. In the year 2013, do you understand what I just said? Does that make any sense to you? Does that are you still going to remain stupid? That was a year in which a total of 679 women in the United States were counted. Almost a third, 28% then, we now know, had been pregnant in decades before or ever. Maybe they'd never been pregnant, but, they're, but they checked off the wrong box. The CDC admits that coming up with accurate numbers is very difficult. They refer to issues associated with the reporting of maternal deaths on death certificates, perhaps referring to the bizarre inclusion of an elderly deceased woman. Elderly means 85, right? As a maternal death. You know something? Kids getting out of high school today think mater- a maternal death just means a lady's death, not pregnant death. You understand? People do not understand the English language. I was told during COVID, listen, I, I've, I've, I've been in every mortuary, worked with every mortician in the two counties for 30 years. I got more years involved in your average law enforcement person, right? I've talked to morticians. And during COVID, you know what one of them told me? And I'm going to call some of the others to see what his experience is if they're having a lot of dead bodies with uh COVID problems, blood clots, all that kind of stuff. You know, one told me, I said, I just having a chit chat. How's the day going? Everything cool with you? He said, no, it ain't cool with me. He said, I'm getting sick and tired of the health departments calling me, wanting me to add COVID to death certificates. Do you think they died of COVID? No, they didn't die of COVID. They had, they had a stroke. They had a heart attack. They had this, they, they got, they were hit by a car, right? We had to have COVID. Because they tested positive post-mortem for COVID. 
Didn't mean they were sick from COVID. Just a total scam, people. We'll be right back. And I'll do what I've always done. I will travel the state to meet New Yorkers, to listen to them, to assure them that I've got their backs. And the promise I make to all New Yorkers, right here and right now, I will fight like hell for you every single day, like I've always done and always will. What are we doing? One thing I can tell you here tonight, women are afraid, even men are afraid. In fact, today I heard a story about a man buying six pepper sprays for members of his family who are afraid to ride the train. Last night, my boyfriend saw something on, on Instagram, I think, about this place that they were selling the, the pepper spray. The pharmacy has seen a major increase in sales because people are terrified. It's crazy. It's super, super unsafe. New York has a brand. At Basics Plus Hardware on the Upper West Side, sales of pepper spray are through the roof. Usually people are buying like five at a time, five, six at a time. I think I should have it. I've always, I've lived here for 10 years and I've always felt safe, but I have noticed some subtle changes in, in the neighborhood and I'll probably order it when I get home. I have one of those. So will I. And also today, some of the people that I spoke with continue to tell me, they're like, look, even though City Hall continues to say that things are getting better, we just don't feel it. My buddy was telling me, though, he's like, yeah, a lot of people still don't buy from dispensaries. They'd rather go to a dealer because dispensaries tax so much. So there's actually been an increase in drug dealers' profits, you know, which proves, like, the only thing us Americans hate more than drug dealers is paying taxes. <laughs> At least we know where the dollar's going, right? <laughs> Mexico. No. And they say, no, we're protecting minorities. Like, they're basically saying minorities haven't got a sense of humor, which is so patronizing. And I get that as well, what it's like to be outnumbered. In this country, we're still only 5% black, 5% Asian, 5% LGBTQ, you know, tiny numbers. Now, I'm a white, heterosexual multimillionaire. There's less than 1% of us. <laughs> Do I whine? No. I just get on with it. Come on, Rick. Come on, Rick. I'm like Rosa Parks, except I fought for the right to never have to take a seat on a bus. A female is designed by God to receive. And whatever she receives, she incubates, multiplies it, and gives it back to the male. She was built to do that. So whatever you give a woman, she'll receive it, multiply it, and give it back to you. Whatever you give a woman, are you listening, brothers? She'll never give you back what you gave her. She'll multiply it first. She's designed that way. If you give a woman a sperm, you'll never get a sperm back. She'll multiply it and give you a baby. If you give her a house, she'll multiply it and give you a home. If you give her groceries, she'll give you a meal. If you give her frustration, she'll multiply it. Yeah. So, brothers, 
if you don't like what you are getting, change what you're giving. My fellow Americans, words have many meanings, and sometimes instead of conveying our meaning, they can suggest other meanings. When we talk about the children of the community, they are a children of the community. Well, we are the United States of America because we are united. And we are states. I'm talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time. Whatever we have in store cannot be known. The past was once the future. The future is, I should say, unknown. We gotta take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are, because you have been forced to have to take it seriously. Obesity is a serious disease, and it needs to be taken seriously. You need to get to go, and need to be able to get where you need to go to do the work and get home. I hope that clarifies the issue, and this can be the last word on those words. Certain issues are just settled. Clearly we're not. No, that's right, and that's why I do believe that we are living sadly, in um, real unsettled times. I'm going to give a shout out to a couple more people and we're going to finish talking about this pregnancy fraud that pregnancy is more dangerous than having an abortion. I want to talk about Ted Holmes and the plumbing doctor. He's my friend. All these guys that are helping here are helping for a reason. It isn't just money or they need to work. A lot of them got more work than they know what to, know what to do with. The plumbing doctor in Eubin Sutter counties will respond 24 hours a day seven days a week, and they will fix your problem. In fact, Nellie Garcia with North Valley Paralegal, I think I mentioned this last week, she called me one day. She said, hey, she said, can I drop by and take a shower? I said, yeah, you can take a shower. Oh, I got all kinds of showers over here. She said, we have no water over here. And she said, the neighbor was doing some construction, and they cut off our water. And I said, oh, yeah, somebody over there fixing it? She said, yeah, the plumbing doctor is over here fixing it. I said, well, you, the shower's ready, but I said, I bet they're going to have it done by the time you get off work. And sure enough, boom, the plumbing doctor like had it. They threw down, man, had that plumbing all fixed. So you can reach the plumbing doctor at 530-671-9111, 530-671-9111. That's pretty simple, right? And finally, uh, Monty Hecker, who is looking for guards. He's looking for all kinds of workers. You know, in a guard operation, security operation, they got all kinds of people. They got mechanics. They got maintenance people. They got office people, accountants, dispatchers. They got all kinds of people. So you may be listening from another county since this is a podcast up here in Northern California. Monty Hacker, although they're located, they headquarter here in Yuba County, they are operating all over Northern California. And they are looking for workers in other counties. So don't think, oh, yeah, I'd love to, I, I need to work 20 hours more a week. I'm short of money. Or I've retired. But now with all this high inflation and all this, I need to go back to work. You could work part-time for them, for them, I think. 
So if you call them at Elite Universal Security, that's seven. It's five three zero. That's the proper area code five three zero. Seven four nine zero two eight zero. Seven four nine zero two eight zero, and just give them a shout out. Now, keep that number if you want to go to work for them, or maybe you have a situation like I. I was just in a meeting last night where there was a bunch of farmers there. And farmers get stolen from left and right around here. They get their crops stolen, truckloads of almonds and walnuts. They get their equipment stolen. They get their the copper stolen off their pumps. It's terrible. They get their fuel stolen. It's it's a terrible it's a it's a terrible situation now. So Elite Universal Security can help you. Keep your stuff, your stuff, and keep people from vandalizing your business. And it isn't just like, oh, yeah, well, they're just going to drive by a couple times a night. No, they got other tricky ways to do it. It's a modern era now. So if you'll give Monty Hecker a call at 530-749-0280, maybe you have, like, I, I'll tell you a story. One of our advertisers, they had homeless in their parking lot, and they were settling in right downtown. And the, the homeless, they were cold, so they started a fire with some just boards and pallets and stuff. And it was a fire was really close to the building, and they had to call the fire department. So it was a bummer, right? They have workers in the building, ladies dispatching, and they had a fire right next to the building. So they said, hey, Lou, they contacted me, and they said, can you get a hold of Monty at Elite Universal Security and— help us figure out how to stop this so Monty put up some signs did some things they had they were already patrolling properties right there on the block and they stopped it boom they just stopped it and uh no use going into details of how they stopped it because every situation is unique so I just want to give you a shout out that just I I uh it's interesting to me I was Dr. Cassidy who goes out to a church in Linda Truth Tabernacle on Lindhurst Boulevard, and he was going out there early one morning to pray before he goes in to practice medicine. And he sent me a photo of a, a person. Well, I didn't even know it was a person, but just a pile of clothes and stuff. But it was a person was under there sleeping, laying right on the asphalt, right at the base of the stucco building. And uh, he was commenting on it to me. Look at this. And we should be helping this person, which I agreed. And I said, here's the deal. Here's the truth of the matter. If you call law enforcement, they won't do anything about it. And you're stuck with that, whatever you call that problem, right? But if you put that person inside the church and give them a place to sleep and food, they will uh, come after you and cite you because you're not supposed to house people in your church. Now, when the government wants to house people in your church in an emergency or if it gets too hot or too cold and they want you to put homeless people in your church, they they look the other way. But when you want to do what your ministry, you know, that we had to tell some big dogs from the state of California when they were harassing us about taking babies that were born in prison and raising them for a year. We finally told them, dudes, love you and all that stuff. But now you're messing with our mandate from Jesus, and we pay more attention to him than we do you. So why don't you find your way back to Sacramento, and we're going to go get a tuna sandwich. And that was the end of it. 
So the church, what every church should be doing is caring for broken people, which would include homeless people and drug addicted people. And however we want to do that is none of the business of government. You understand? And the government, however they want to do their stuff, is all the business of the citizens because they're supposed to be serving us. I know they call them public servants, but they're actually public serpents, snakes. All the business of the government should be transparent to all of the populace. The, the business of the population is none the business of the government. We have privacy. We have rights. And the only reason the government should even meddle in our business is if we're openly violating the law. Right? Pull you over, right? Checking your, how fast you're driving, right? So that's why during COVID, I posted a, a sign that we made at Church of Glad Tidings. I posted it in my window, and it gets a lot of attention every day. It's, it's a showstopper out here. It's not fancy. It's white with black printing. If you want, I'll give you some. It's about a three-by-three three or two-and-a-half by two-and-a-half. And it can sit in your window, or you can put it on a metal frame. I have everything. I just, I just lean mine in the front window. And it says no trespassing, and it gives all the requirements, including the government code that applies to government employees. And it says you're not welcome here, basically. And it gives all the reasons. Better come with a warrant, right? Don't be coming here unless you want to come and just have a cup of coffee, right? But if you're coming here on business, I don't want any of your business. Come here with a warrant or don't be coming at all. And my, my, my thing gets a lot of, it has a lot of pop. In fact, people hesitate coming on my property because of that. And I'm just right in downtown. In fact, my yard man quit coming and I called him up and said, hey, uh, you sick? You can't come anymore? He said, no. I, he said, I thought something happened. You had a no processing stand in the window, so I didn't think I could come there anymore. I said, no, man. Come on. I need your help over here. So anyway, my, my point is this. Uh, well, let me, just, let me just end that right there. I'm just going to put a period right there and uh, and go on here. And just touch on a few more things. I got 10 minutes, so uh, I want to get into a couple other things. I wanted to mention uh, that, by the way, Measure A, I've been talking a lot about Measure A today because it's an egregious thing. Also, in, in uh, I can't remember what the I didn't look it up and I'm running out of time. There's a measure in Butte County also that they're going to do the same exact thing. People up in Butte County, listen, I don't know what they call it. Measure H or whatever they're calling it up there. It's a it's a letter measure and it's about raising funds. They're going to say for police and fire. They all say the same thing. Vote against it. Please, 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 please. I don't think there's a big grassroots movement to work against it. Just vote, I'm telling you, vote no against all the bonds in Butte County and Sutter County and Yuba County and all, all revenue bonds and all measures that want to raise any taxes. We pay more taxes than any other state in the union. That means the United States of America with you recent high school graduates. 
I wanted to, let's see, I'm just trying to pick and choose. Uh, okay, for you guys that are still have your kids in public school, it's so amazing to me. We tell our kids, please don't do drugs. You don't know what's in those drugs. They may kill you. Never has that been a more true statement. You think you're doing an Oxy or a Norco or a Vicodin or a Xanax, and it's got fentanyl in it, and that's the last one you'll ever do. It's going to kill you. The drug scene is very, it's more unforgiving than it ever has been in the history of the world. The California school system has never been worse than it is right now. It's completely corrupt. And uh, they're lying uh, left and right about it. They're hiding stuff and lying. Even the superintendent of schools was going to hide the test scores for our students over the past year or two because they are so horrible. They're worse than horrible. And because of Kevin Kiley, who is the most, uh, actually is the only real representative we have in Northern California, Doug LaMalfa, Jim Nielsen, and uh, I always forget his name, James Gallagher, are, uh, are simply wallflowers. And Kevin Kiley called out Tony Thurmond, who is a corrupt superintendent of schools, liar. He actually hired his a guy in his wedding to to get a, a, a armchair $180,000 a year job as the superintendent, state superintendent of equity. And, you know, he didn't even live in California, nor did he come here to work. He just just added that to his list of duties from Philadelphia. And if it wasn't for Kevin Kiley calling him out on it, he would have still been being paid that money. It's interesting how powerful even minority legislators can be. So now we have, so now supposedly Tony Thurman is going to bring the scores out. Do you think he'll bring them out right away? Do you think he knows what they are? You know, we, they've had them for a long time, people. This is such a scam. Are you, You've become so used to being scammed. They call it the Stockholm. Please look it up. Do an internet search on Stockholm Syndrome and read about yourself. It's your autobiography. Schools in California are teaching children that there are not just two genders. Do you want your children to know male or female? Or do you want to have a debate over hamburgers when they get home at night? Or hot dogs on the barbecue. You want to have a debate over how many genders there are? Is that going to be a fun night at the Matthews or, you know, the Lopez family? Is that going to be a fun night for you as a parent? There aren't just two genders anymore in California schools. There are eight or nine, according to a report highlighting the claims made in a textbook. They're not like undercover Project Veritas recordings. We have what they call a gender having a gender identity that does not align with any gender, also called gender neutral. Then we have hydrogenous, exhibiting masculine and feminine traits, similar, like, same. He's a half and half. She's a half and half. Bigender, having a gender identity that includes two genders. Cygender, or cisgender. Having a gender identity that matches one's biological sex assigned at birth. Oh, how simple can that be? In other words, you say, 
yep, looked down between your legs and said, looks like a boy to me, and said, yep, I think I'm a boy. Gender fluid, having a changing or fluid gender identity. Like sometimes I'm feeling like my feminine side coming out, but I still got the equipment of a guy. Gender nonconforming, having a gender identity that does not follow gender expectations based on a person's biological sex assigned at birth. Kind of like, oh, let's see, you know, he's she's got she doesn't have any ding-a-ling down there. So we're going to call her. I think I'll call her a boy instead. She she actually got some big arms on her. Let's just call her a boy. Then you have gender questioning. Being unsure about your gender identity or experimenting with different genders like this, like it's October. I'm going to be a guy during football season, right? Then when spring comes, I'm going to go girl on you. Non-binary, having a gender identity that falls outside or in between the categories. It's a tweener. It's a tweener gender of men and women, also called gender queer. I love that queer term queer all right and follow and then there's transgender having a gender identity that does not match one's biological sex assigned at birth had a guy called i was just pulling the glad tidings the other night saturday night i believe it was no it was I don't, it doesn't make any difference. It's one of the many times I'm there. Just pulled in. He called and said, how's it going? I said, hey, not too bad. How are you? How are you doing? He said, my mom and I are, he's a growing guy. He lives with his mom. She's sick with cancer. He said, my mom and I are upset with you. I said, now what did I do? Because I knew I hadn't done anything. He said, you didn't tell us that L.A. Marzulli was going to be at the church. I said, well, we tried to tell lots of people, but it's hard to tell everybody by phone call. So we just put it in the paper and put it out on the Internet and did this and did that radio. Da da da. He said, oh, we love L.A. Marzulli. I said, well, you can still watch him. You can look at him on the recording. Da 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 da. And so he is a male. But his partner is a male that decided to be a female. And dressed like a female. But he still has a ding-along, and he has all his equipment, but he just looks like a female when he dresses up that way. And so he, uh, every once in a while, they pop in at church, and he is a male, and she she is a male, but struts her stuff like a female. So it's one thing, you know, uh, I have all kinds of friends. I have transgender friends. I have homosexual friends, lesbians, gay, however you want to call it. What I don't do is endorse that lifestyle as the lifestyle that we should be living because I follow the Bible, right? And so it's not my business to manage other people's sexual lives. I think they tell too much already. I don't want, I don't want to be involved in that. And uh, so if they want to have sex with a sheep or sex with their puppy, uh, that's their business. They have to sort that out here and over there when they pass on their own. That's not my business. But I just uh, but I do have relationships or friends and uh, I 
I like them. But I don't believe that you should send your child to a school. Now, it's interesting. CPS used to arrest people for child abuse. This is child abuse done by the government called confusing kids. Kids are easily confused. That's why you tell kids never get into a stranger's car. Never take candy from a stranger. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't open the door when I'm gone. Because kids are easily manipulated, influenced, and confused. That's why parents are, or step-parents are, find it easy to have sex with their kids. To do what they're doing here in California schools is child abuse. They should be arrested for it. They should be sent to prison. Get your kids out of the government schools. Don't think, oh, I love Mrs. Smith. She's such a sweetie. She loves my child. Get your kids out of government schools. I'm telling you, you are going to be, you're going to, there's going to be, it's going to be all over. As my friend said the other day, it's going to be all over but the crying. That's all. Once you, once it settles in on what impact. I had one uh, gal that's in law enforcement and she said at Marysville Charter of the Art, Charter School of the Art, she has a girl over there. She had a girl over there going to school, and one of the gals in the previous class who graduated, shouldn't even have been on campus, is a lesbian, was over there trying to hook up with her daughter on campus. I'm telling you, get your kids out of there, but it's going to be all over for the crying. That's it for today. We've done uh, six segments, and uh, we'll come back if the Lord wills next week. Take care. See trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue. The bright blessed day and the dark sacred night And I think to myself